What's happening, weirdos? This is the return, the return episode. It was like seven years ago that Jeanette McCurdy, the incredible Jeanette McCurdy, did this podcast. But Katie uh, made me aware of her new book, which is called I'm Glad My Mom Died. And uh, obviously, I was like, what? I got to read this. Checked it out. Actually, I listened to the audiobook. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. She's so talented. She's so wonderful. I was like, we have to have her back on the podcast. So definitely check out I'm Glad My Mom Died as an audiobook is how I did it. Katie read the book book. Either way, same words, but her performance is really, really great. She's so talented. So this is an incredible chat. Obviously, we joked in this episode that it's like perfect for the holidays because there's a lot of talk about how difficult uh, family dynamics can be and relationships like that and how to mend them and how to heal them. And anyway, it's, it's really a wonderful chat. One of my favorites in a long time. So let's get to it as quickly as possible. Uh, this episode will be on YouTube, but because of some technical difficulties, the video didn't work out. We're just releasing it as audio on YouTube and also as an audio podcast. So uh, that's, I don't know. I just wanted, I didn't want you to be confused, but you can still watch it on YouTube if that's if that's how you fuck with podcasts. Uh, if you'd like to see me uh, live doing stand-up comedy, come go come go to <laughs> PeteHolmes.com. Some new dates are also about to be added, but right now you can go uh, for tickets to San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, Atlanta, Charlotte, and Washington, D.C. And I'd also like to point out that it being the holiday season, it's a wonderful time to treat yourself or someone you love to a Pete's pick like, I'm holding it right here, Magic Mind. It's always here on my desk. You hear me offer it to the guests because I loved Magic Mind first. I reached out to them. My dear friend James Bashar, it's how we became friends, uh, is the developer of Magic Mind. I loved it. Then I reached out and was like, you guys got to sponsor the podcast, get a promo code to the weirdos. So the love was first. That's super important because this is the product that has changed my life the most in recent years. I absolutely, absolutely swear by it. And... If you've tried it recently or, or, or never tried it, I'd like to point out, they just put out a new version. It's version 4.0, which tastes even better. Uh, it's less shaking required, meaning the matcha that's in this drink, you don't have to shake it as much. It gets uh, mixed up easier and it gets into your system faster, meaning you feel the effects faster. So I already loved it, but they're always working on it, tweaking it, improving it. And version 4.0 is now available and I absolutely love it. You maybe heard me on We Made It Weird. I drank one and talked about the new taste, but that was the first time. And now I'm hooked on version 4.0. If you don't know what it is, it's a magical elixir that makes you focus better better on your work, be more creative, and drink less coffee. In fact, you drink it with your coffee because it has adaptogens in it, and adaptogens round the edges of stress. Sometimes coffee can make you a little stress. This rounds out that experience and makes it just pure, clean, creative energy. It's a mix of 12 functional ingredients, including, as I mentioned, matcha, nootropics that help you focus, and adaptogens, as I mentioned, help you fight off stress. Everybody has, uh, you know, um, athletes, everybody, athletes have Gatorade. We jokingly call this Creatorade. It's Creatorade. You take it with your coffee or on its own, which is often what I do, for a sharper mind, steady energy, immune support, and less stress. You get 30% more done on average, five to seven hours of 30% more productivity after drinking. It doesn't get you wired. This is the biggest point. It doesn't get you wired or jittery. It gets you dialed in which makes it your creator's best friend. You try it. 
15 minutes before you're doing something and you just have so much more t- uh, ease getting into that flow state, getting into that dialed in state. Fights off some ADD symptoms, procrastination, brain fog, and fatigue. I absolutely love it. I swear by it. Give it a try. Perfect way to support the show. If you like the show, go to www.magicmind.co. Who has time for that? M.co slash weird and use discount code weird at checkout to get 20% off. It's a limited time, 20% off your first order. Magicmind.co slash weird, weird at checkout. It's also brought to us by our friends, which I'm also wearing. This is my Apollo Neuro. I was just leaving for LA the other day and realized I wasn't wearing my Apollo. It was charging. And I turned around. I was like 10 minutes away from my house. I turned around, came back to the house just to get my Apollo. It is a wearable piece of technology. A lot of people think it's a watch or something like a whoop. It is not. It is way better than either of those things because it sends gentle vibrations directly into your nervous system, basically speaking to your nervous system in the language of touch, which is the language that it can understand. It's basically a wearable hug. It's like a robo hug. They could have called it robo hug, like robot hug. (laughs) Who has time for that tea? I have a lot of who has that time jokes in this intro, but it gives your nervous system the signal that it is okay and that it is supported. It's like a weighted blanket that you wear all the time, helping you feel safe and in control. I wear it on my wrist. Val wears hers on her ankle. It delivers those gentle, almost subperceptual, meaning you don't notice it, but you notice the effects of these vibrations that train your nervous system to recover and rebalance after stress. And in my experience, help you while you're feeling that stress. Also, like one of the settings is called sleep and renew. As I'm older now, I get up more in the night uh, to to go pee-pee. And when I get back in bed, sometimes it's hard to fall back asleep. I just hit these two buttons on the Apollo. It runs that program again, sleep and renew, and literally lulls me gently back to sleep by basically like establishing a pattern and then slowing that pattern down and then you're off. They have the opposite of that, which is energy and wake up. Social and open is also a more upbeat uh, sensation helps you get into those group modes, into that creative mode. Clear and focus has been shown to help fight off symptoms of ADD. Rebuild and recover is what I put it on after stressful things like flights or difficult phone calls or meetings. Relax and unwind, we call it the try to stay awake setting. That's what I have it on at night when I'm watching TV or reading, getting ready for bed. And as I mentioned, sleep and renew. Apollo Neuro works better the more you use it. It's not woo-woo, as I always point out. This isn't like a crystal. It was developed by a neuroscientist and a board-certified psychiatrists who have been studying the impacts of chronic stress for nearly 15 years and Apollo's effects on stress, sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real-world studies. So don't just take it from me. This is the the cutting edge of wearable technology, and it's absolutely changed my life. I've given away more Apollos. It's an incredible Christmas holiday gift that uh, if you don't know what to get somebody, the answer is the Apollo. So get 10% off and show your support of the show. Go to apolloneuro.com slash weird. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O.com slash weird for 10% and show your support of the podcast. All right, everybody, enjoy this incredible chat with Jeanette McCurdy. And I really, really hope you're having a great holiday season. We'll be taking next week off, but we will see you on Friday for We Made It Weird. And then we'll be back in the new year. All right, get into it. 
Look at you. That's the way to do it. I'm wearing, I'm so embarrassed. I'm wearing my like monster socks because the shoes are too big. What? <laughs> Why are you embarrassed? I mean, I actually think this is the highest compliment. Lila, who's my four-year-old, yeah. would love everything you're wearing. Oh, I love that. Right? That's great. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Well, it, we're, we're, as you know, uh, the show just starts as long as it's okay if, okay. with your sock material being on. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like... I've been reading your book, so I, I maybe you're getting this. Like I, I feel like this like sensitivity. Like I want to be really gentle and kind oh. to you. <laughs> like even Katie was like, I, she said, I loved your book. I read it in two oh, days. Thanks, Katie. That's and so we're, nice. it's such a weird thing to be like, and we loved it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. sure but like sure. when I saw you, I had like this new. Obviously, you did the podcast mm-hmm. before years ago, but now there's this new appreciation. I hope that's, that's so not nice. like rubbing you the wrong way. Are no, you getting that from no, people? No. I appreciate. It. The, th- the only thing that I don't really like is, um, oh God, I just want to hug you. Yeah, that makes me feel like then I'm being pitied, and I'm like, oh God, that's not. Yeah, I'm I'm good on that. No, pity is make... pity's an interesting thing, right? I mean, it's sort of y- y- like improv, yes, anding yes. your victimhood. Yeah, yeah. Is yes. that what it feels like? Yeah, and it feels, and to me, it feels like that's not. I would have never um, sort of done written about my life if I if I had just wanted pity like i thought right. that there was something entertaining about it. i thought there was something i thought that i could write a good story and i i, I well, it did. feels sort of like to me it feels like it's being kind of undermined if it's just like oh the, the pity well it's also loaded isn't it I, yeah sorry to jump right in I'd no no no, no like, totally do you have any coffee this morning is just there- be silly yeah there's a water right <laughs> there oh, great. Awesome. um this is so fancy that's we were just wow. talking about it this is our new water it's nirvana water and it's wow. made by a doctor who was treating patients and they were having a hard time holding on to their muscle like, you know how people yeah, yeah. that are sick, obviously. I was like, this will be interesting to mention to Jeanette. But it decreases muscle loss, reduces muscle recovery time, and strengthens muscles and bones. And it doesn't taste bad. It's got orange in it, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really tastes good. I'm glad. Yeah, it's called Nirvana. There are new, there are new water. Wow. I'm so surprised. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoy. It's our first, literally our first step out. So anyway, yeah, that's my <laughs> point is I'd like to start with like more casual water banter. <laughs> And all the things I'm that have glad changed. Not to. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, then let me jump right in because it yeah. has to be loaded that your mom used so much of her diagnosis to get specialness. <laughs> yes. So if you wrote a book, it would yes. be like, oh no, yes. she learned nothing. Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, we would all understand and would just kind of say it behind your back. You'd be like, well, the apple doesn't fall far. You know what I mean? Like, what a nightmare. But that's clearly exactly. not what you're doing. That's my worst fear. Yeah, of course that's it my is. Fear. Yeah, yeah. Of course it is. I, I'm so glad you laughed because I'm like, no one thinks that. But like, but what? now that you said it, people. Might. No, no, we're we're dispelling because it's so clearly yeah. not written. Look, I look back on my book, and there's th- things that I wrote about my parents that were just a little bit. When was not, your book? It came out. Right when Lila was born, so about three years ago. Oh my God, I yeah. can't wait to read it. Oh, I'll give you one. Yeah. There's one on the shelf. I'd love um, it's, But like, there are parts I wrote about my parents. I do not regret it, but I can tell that I'm going like pretty fucking sad, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to get the base coat. And when I read yours, you have this license, like like James Bond. You have a license to like go for <laughs> tears and stuff. But you're not you doing that. Slip in at all. like James Bond. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, but it's not blood that drips down, it's tears. It's translu- You can't really tell. It just looks like goo, but it's tears. I just want, I want you to know no one, no one feels I'm that so, way. I'm so glad. Yes. I'm so glad to hear that. Why, so tell me a little bit more about why 
the catharsis. I mean, do I need to hold this close? Also, is this okay? Kind of here. Okay, great. In fact, let me start with this. Is it hard to promote? This was the first thing I wanted to say. Yeah. Is it hard to promote a book? Because you go on the morning radio, you go on lots of yeah. things, dumb things, yeah. stupid things. They're like, so Jeanette McCurdy, you're glad your mom died. Tell me, Jeanette, why are you g- 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 glad? Oh, yeah, that your mom, am I reading this right? <laughs> it's like Chico and the boy, am I reading this right? That your mom d- 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 died? Oh like, right? <laughs> the title's great. I mean... I, I love it because I respond to that sort of honesty, but you must be getting that like crazy. Uh, yeah, it's definitely been. <laughs> so I was feeling I was. <laughs> Chico and the boy. Isn't he coming up next after the break? Jeanette McCurdy's glad her mom died. I wonder how she died. If my mom died, I wouldn't be so glad. Let me tell you that right now. I love my mom. In fact, we're going to call her after the break. And we'll let Jeanette talk to my mom, who is alive. Okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> I'm just, can I tell you, I've been on radio oh shows where God. they call someone from Orange is the New Black, and they're literally like, you guys get naked a lot in that show. And the woman hung up on them. I forget which actress it I was. I love that. But I, I was like, that. fucking A. I respect a. that. Get the fuck off this call. That's what he, that was his first yeah. question. was like, you got to take your tatas out. And I was like, click. <laughs> And they were like, oh, I think we lost her. Yeah, you fuck, you fucking lost her, you idiot. So tell me, is that your experience? <laughs> I'm crying. Oh, my God. <sighs> I mean, we need to laugh. It's heavy stuff. It's heavy stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, before, like, I wasn't even sure, like, doing press for something like this felt weird. Like, for I didn't, sure. I, I felt like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't, I don't know if I should do that. And um and i just i i had a lot of doubt and um but ultimately my manager sort of convinced me to do it and i trust him a lot and he felt like you know this is just gonna it's just gonna help so much and like you need to do this um uh, can i echo that yeah i mean the when katie this is all katie by yeah the way. I'd, I'd have you on anytime anytime you're welcome on the show anytime <laughs> thank you but she was like i don't know if you know jeanette wrote a book and we love talking about parent issues yeah, yeah. and i slow gas leaked it like i didn't want to like fully come out like about, you know, yeah. you, you feel weird. Yes. Family secrets. Yes. And then like that is the, maybe tied for first number one thing, other than like spiritual trauma, but mm-hmm. that's tied into your story. Mm-hmm. But people are like, you share it, it helps you and it helps them. It's like, yes. It's like a miracle. It helps everybody. Yeah. So yeah. I'm truly glad you did. Oh. So keep going. Thank you. No, keep thanks. I appreciate my it. gratitude. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then, yeah, so so I started doing press and I did have a lot of the, the yeah, the sort of radio voice, which is just such a weird layer, for, especially considering the things I'm talking about and like growing up in Hollywood and, and all of that. It's like the irony of it. Yeah. And the humor was, it was like funny to me. I remember I did, I probably shouldn't say this, but Good Morning America. And it was like. You I, have 15 seconds? Yeah. And they, and they, they like load, I'm like being loaded into the set while they're already recording another Where it's segment. it's always noon. Yes. It's always hard noon. It's like a wild west noon, like no clouds. Good morning, America. And is, I'm sorry to keep interrupting with the riffs. We're going to get back to it. But is there anything more like a bad psychedelic trip than good morning? <laughs> like the, the, not just good morning, America, but morning shows in general. Right. There's something really unnatural yes. about smiling when you're so not happy. So glossy and shiny yeah. and polished. And just, 
her coming. And, and oh, it yes. would be nice to see the host realize the, the title of your book is so sad because they're like, coming up next on Good Morning America, Jeanette, Jeanette McCurdy is here to talk about how her mom died. Like, yeah, like yeah, slowly yeah. melting. Well, go, I'm glad my mom died and like just trails off <laughs> as they're reading the prompter. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. KFC is out with a new flavor that might be a little too spicy. And Jeanette McCurdy from iCarly is glad that her... Her mom died. That after message from the wacky weather. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Off camera. I need to be warned! I'm sure that happened more than a few times. Right? Um, the woman who was like announcing or present or like introducing the segment. She was going on and on about my like terrible life mm. while I'm being kind of loaded in and like trying to be quiet. And they're like, like pipe down because I was wearing like loud boots and they're like trying to get me to be more quiet. Mm-hmm. And she's like her, her terrible, brutal, awful, horrendous, hideous, like just a string of adjectives yep. going on and on about how kind of brutal my my life was. And I sit down opposite George Stephanopoulos, who we found out like the day before he was going to be doing the interview instead of, you know, it wasn't like the, the light segment they thought it was going to be. It was right. like a serious sit down. Right. And the whole thing just felt like, God, this is this is bizarre. This is, um, this is sort of, yeah, like it's just it's it's just a weird like meta version of the thing that I'm talking about in the book. You've been reduced to bullet points. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. And when you exactly. list it, it's exactly. very dehumanizing. Yes, I, I'm not saying Good Morning America. Please have me back, Hoda. You know what I mean? Like I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. I love Always Noon. I love a bad psychedelic trip. It's so fun. But I'm just saying. When you are just, uh, uh, yes. not the same, but on Crashing, they would be like, he was raised religious, and then his wife left him here to talk yes. about it. And I'd be like, well, thanks so much. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. just, uh, they, they sort of inherently lack nuance, which I get as part of it. But the idea of like, okay, I'm sort of participating in this thing, yes. which how much does that suggest that I'm endorsing this thing? Well, also, I know that I have to do this thing for the thing to do well. It's like, That's right. it was really kind of, I, I had, I did a lot of therapy specifically around press and like how to navigate that. Yeah. Um, and then I actually noticed Last night, I was feeling some. I was so excited to see you guys, you both. Yeah. Um. But I was feeling some dread, and I was like, "What is this dread about? Why am I feeling this like?" Ugh. And I think it's just from talking about it so much, and that I've become somewhat desensitized to sure. it. I think, and I think that then makes it just less. I think it makes it less interesting to hear, and I think it, it makes it less um, impactful to even talk about. Like yeah. I felt, I feel like there's something of a lack of connection just by nature of, I like cried a couple times in press. I felt some shame about that. So then I felt mm. like I had more of a guard mm. when I would talk about it and kind of be more the presentational version of myself in order to get through talking about a thing without choking up. Cause I'm like, fuck, I know how they're going to edit it and they're going to make it seem like, like right, I'm like, right. <laughs> like grainy black and white, like yes. a, like an off angle camera. You didn't know they were shooting on. Jeanette it's McCurdy breaks down. Yes. Yes. And then the thumbnail on YouTube. Like I knew Brutal. that was how things were going to, be sort of yeah just they they and i and i get that they're doing that because they have to because they want the views but um yeah well yeah we can all puke in our mouths for (laughs) what you just said you know what i mean i'm not even trying to be funny it reminds me of how one of the things that really haunted me uh is how kids learn to justify their parents behavior so anything and i think it's probably why you have this aversion to it Mm -hmm. anything that sounds like yeah but you know they're just being a good show (laughs) you know what i Mm -hmm, mean mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. chilling mm-hmm. and as a father now i was like oh my god like don't forget i don't yeah, forget yeah. if there's anything i can say about val and i's parenting styles we don't forget that mm. leela's watching and paying attention mm. as best we can she's four how she's four yeah oh. i know you... two years older than you. when you said you were two and singing but here let's keep on what you're saying okay this is gonna sound i've had good experiences profound experiences that get 
turned into a story. Yes. And <clears throat> Louis C.K., I know. But he has this thing about stand-up where he's like, there's there's dictating, like mm. reading a script, and then there's communicating, and it's different sides of the brain. Hmm. And I, when I heard him say that, that really changed how I do stand-up. I try to perform from a communicating place. Interesting. And I think what's happening, and you tell me, is you had this wet stone of something to share, mm-hmm. and you walked it back to the beach blanket, and it dried up because you have to talk about it so much. I don't understand. Walk me through the wet stone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay, okay. Here we go. We're going to stay with <laughs> okay, it. Great. I'm just saying in talking about it so much, it becomes words mm. instead mm-hmm. of, and it's a, mm-hmm. a self-preservational thing. Mm-hmm. Somehow that's the wet, dry stone. <laughs> no one no one called that into question. You either got it or you didn't, man. <laughs> but like, I, I, I've had beautiful experiences that when people ask me about them and bad experiences. Yes, yes. You hate that you go like, well, this is the time I saw a dead body. And and, and it becomes, you turn yourself into bulletproof. Yes, 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 yes. But you have to. Right. But isn't there like, and you tell this is a leading question, but when you write about it, there's almost the good version of that because you're putting it on paper and you're making it words. There's like a healthy distance. Yeah. But then in the re- repetition, it becomes stale or, or too distant yeah or? i'm already self-conscious of how pretentious this is but also like the can't wait the, can i just the, say can't wait <laughs> it's like it was my genuine thought and i was like fuck Safe space. Whatever. whatever it is i'm gonna yes and the pretentiousness okay. so hard <laughs> like the writing of a thing you know if it's a personal experience feels like there's some crafting involved like there's some there's commitment to it there's the time and energy and effort it takes to like really consider what's entertaining and what's not but then just talking about the thing that you've made then that to me just feels really just kind of it's starting to feel a little vapid yeah um what's well, twice and, removed right it happened right and you wrote about it then you talked about what you wrote about yeah and the writing about it felt pure like i really mean that like it really felt pure to me it really felt um it felt i felt compelled to write about it i felt really connected to it and now i'm just like okay i i uh I, 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 there's nothing, what, there's nothing else to say. There's no other, like, I'm not going to say something in a better way than I wrote it for, than I spent writing it for a year and a half. And then now if I say something, it just like, I'm rehashing and I'm, yeah, it just feels tired. By the way, every author that comes on, it sucks that you're like, so, uh, someone who wrote the book committed and we're like, what's it mean to commit? And you're like, I I wrote the book. (laughs) The book is the answer. Right, right. And now you have to go around. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I'd love to find a way to talk about it, with, but we don't have to directly talk about it. Like, I really don't want to be like, so why are you glad? You're, you know right. what I mean? Right, 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 but right. If I, so I'll steer it, and we can talk about whatever you want. I'm really excited to talk with you about spiritual, the spiritual yeah. elements and all that, because I know there's... Exciting. Yeah, or I th- assume, I think there's a connection there. There is. Well, God, I, I, again, I'm being very sensitive I keep wanting to say white glove, but that's not right. Why? White why? glove is like citing still like Downton Abbey. <laughs> I'm not treating you like a giant dining table. <laughs> I'm, I, kid gloves, maybe. Yeah, yeah, sure. What, what were you going to say? Um, the sensitivity. Yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel right. What's the worst that could happen? What if I just started crying? Like whatever. Who cares, right? I mean, it'd be fun. Uh, well, then <laughs> we'd what, work through it. Yeah, you're right. And by the way, yeah. facts. This is your episode. Well, we'd edit out anything. Well, there, and I, f- I, f- I genuinely no... do. I feel, I feel safer, and I feel you like should. we're gonna have a. I hate that. You know that word, whatever. But I do feel like it's uh, what safe. Yeah, at this point, it's lost its meaning, right? <laughs> I actually maybe. I've had a lot of therapists reach out, and they're like, "We've noticed that you say 
you're in a safe space. And they're like, we think that's really good. And I'm not doing it to manipulate Interesting. anybody. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But I benefit when people just say, like, just say, like call it out. Hmm. You're safe. It's okay. Like, mm. this isn't a gotcha podcast. Yes, you know yes, I mean? yes, yes, yes. And that's totally. all true. You could make this 20 minutes if you want at the end of the day. But what I was worried that I'm doing is people projecting on or, or oversharing, hmm. making it about them, making your story about them. But in the interest of talking about it. I like that. I yeah. like it. it to me, it, that feels, makes it feel more conversational and makes it feel less, you know, kind of pointed and like, well, so here's my question for you. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, well, that's what I hope it feels like. Yeah. When I was reading it, well, I'm listening to it. <laughs> and you did a great job, and the writing is fantastic. And here's a very uh, surface compliment: love short chapters. Yes, and you feel like you're ripping through. A yes, book. <laughs> yes. And it never gets caught in the mud. There's no fat on oh, this I'm book. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. There's no like, all right, move on. You're just like, I can't believe you ended there. Like, it's not even my life. I would have been like, I would have written so much more. Not yeah, in a yeah. good way. You end it wanting more, and then you have to read the next chapter. I, yeah, I have such a short attention span when I read that I really wanted it to be sort of feel digestible and um, and just, yeah, readable. I w- I'd wanted it to not feel too long. I, like, I'll get so distracted in the middle of a chapter. If a chapter's like 10 pages, I'll think, okay, I'll, I'll get to the end of it, and then I'll kind of go do something else, and then I'll wind up just getting, I'll just feel like, oh, it's too much to yeah. read these 10 pages, and then I'll go get distracted and watch something or, you know, do the dishes and then forget about it. It's actually, it's, and it's kind of... Um, People sometimes say use the word graceful wrong. I mean, full of grace, meaning understanding of the reader, meaning I'm telling you something difficult. What is graceful? What is the wrong graceful? I think when people say graceful, they mean like elegant, like oh, sure, sure, smooth sure. Got it, got it. and like composed. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, full of grace, I like see. compassionate might I be see. a better word. That it's like, let's not, let's not go nuts. Let's do a little, little segments yeah. and you can take a break whenever you a want. Little ta- little, yeah. a lot. Little skittles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this and then we'll talk about what our favorite candy is. So we'll do like little palate cleansers. <laughs> Great. Okay. I'm excited. Hey, spoiler, mine's Skittles. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. It's not. It's not. It's not. Um, I really related hard, and I know this is general, to feel the feeling of a child being responsible for the happiness of a parent. And I know that's yeah pretty on the nose if you've read the book. Sure. But like, I don't know. I. I there's something about realizing and being told my mom, you know, we're doing pretty good, but like, she still will say like, you're the only thing that makes me happy. And I I did something crazy where I, we, Val and I were in the car together and I was like, just want to call my mom. I have no other time to do it. Do you want to listen? And and she listened. Did you ever do something like that? Where there's a witness and you're like, no, this is weird. I know this is weird. Yeah. And my mom, who knows I'm not coming home for Christmas. Okay. By the way, I spent a lot of my time being feeling sad and feeling loving. So I'm not just sure. like, get over it, sure. dumbass. Like, it's not that. And you're usually with her for Christmas. This is... No. Okay, okay. We usually alternate. But now that we have the baby, it's like, we just want to make it about Leela, not yeah. fly to Boston. Sure, sure, and sure. And if I'm being real, and this is the, the hardest part, then I think we all kind of know, nobody likes it. Nobody yeah. enjoys it. No one wants it. What exactly? For and, sure, and including them. Yes, Jeanette. Yes, I know. They I know, flew out I know. for Leela's four year, fourth birthday. Yeah, my dad. It, for everyone to hear, we're cutting the cake, and my dad's pu- he's always perpetually pulling up his pants. <laughs> and he's just going. He's shuffling over in his tevas, and if you saw my dad's feet, you would see what a bold choice tevas are. My dad is my foot. His foot takes a left. Like there's, it's just like it's like two feet. 
He's going in two directions in one foot. And he's like, I'll wear the most open toe sandal. And he's pulling up his pants. And he goes, fourth, and my Val's parents are there. And he goes, 4,000 miles for a lousy slice of cake. And I'm like, if you're not enjoying this, who is this for? Right, Like, right. It really becomes, to a certain extent, where it's like, you want to, this is so brutal to say. So I'm oversharing. I'm like, we enjoy our Christmas and and you'll come and you yes. won't enjoy our Christmas. Yes. So it's just a loss. I hate yep. what I'm saying right now, but nothing is going to. I couldn't agree more. Right? Yeah. So when it's like, do you, why aren't you coming for Christmas? There's these, like you talk about in the book, there's unspoken family things. Yeah. One of our unspoken family things is like, we don't really work. We don't work. And by unspoken, I mean, sometimes I do say that. Yeah. I use Seinfeld voice, but I have to be like, we don't work. Do you feel, do you feel, I feel, I've felt that a lot recently. I was trying to figure out how to spend Christmas with my brothers. We haven't spent it all together since our, our mom died. And um, I thought, there's some part of me that thought like, that became a child and thinking, oh, it's going to be this healing, beautiful, wonderful experience. We'll all be together. We'll all get through it. And then just working through, like literally the second I sent the email thread to all three of them, I was like, what have I done? Like, mm. why did I start mm. this? And then realizing kind of uh, I, I that I don't think any of them want to really be there either. And I can feel them kind of making excuses for doing it and just being like, let's just not make this happen. Like none of us want to do this, but why that can't be said and why we have to pretend that we want it. And then also just like the sadness that it's not, that we're not really that close and that we're not really that connected and that we don't really have much in common. It's like, it's, it can be really sad. I know we're talking about a sad thing, but I'm like really happy <laughs> because so much of life is not talking this way. Yeah, yeah. And it drives me crazy. Yes. And what we're talking about is what Val's therapist would say, because sometimes Val talks about me in therapy, which if I'm being honest, I'm like, that's so nice. <laughs> Like you devoted a little time for well, like, like my honored. issue. I'm like, really? What did she say? But she she was talking about this, and it was like, she she would say like you have to, and Val would say you have to like mourn like while you're saying it. It's like the the little girl Jeanette, yes. and the little boy Pete, yeah, that wants it to work, yeah. And yeah. I could make myself cry, but I remember saying to my dad, I, I was just in one of those heart open moments, yes. yes, like a moment of clarity. Yep. And I was sitting with him, and I was like. We should we should take a road trip, me, you, and my brother. Ugh, this is brutal. <laughs> Have this pillow. And he looked at me and was like, "Yeah, we should." But the subtitles on, it would be like, it, his line would be, "Dad, r- the reader in parentheses, knowing it's never gonna happen," would be his direction. Pete. Knowing it's never going to happen. Dad, we should take a road trip. It would actually say earnest, yet knowing it'll never yes, happen. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and yes. like coming to terms with that, one of the only ways I have to come to terms with it is having these is conversations hmm. like this, where hmm. I'm like, there's unspoken family mythologies. Mm-hmm. One is never admit that we don't work, act like we work, but we all know it doesn't work. Yes. Brutal. Yes. Brutal. Um. It makes me think of well a couple things, but there's also like the 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 things that you then have to say to like reiterate, you know, in in person. I don't know. I I feel like it's so difficult for me to do the the thing that I know I should do. For example, like one of my I have two sister in laws. One of my sister in laws will do the thing of like we're always here for you. Like we love you so much in this thing, and I I I feel 
and none of them will ever, ever watch this, which is why I feel comfortable saying it. Um, yeah. But uh, but I guess, you know, if they did, <laughs> we'll figure it out. If they did, meundies.com slash weird. Please just sell three. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just want them. I mean, if they're going to watch and, and complicate your life, they might as well support the podcast. <laughs> they're not going to see it. They avoid, they avoid, they tend, I've noticed that they sort of avoid anything where I'm talking about the childhood stuff. It's just, it's difficult for them. And they, 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 you know, one of them is, has been in therapy, but the others really aren't and aren't ready for it and don't really kind of want to go near it. But, mm. um, the but, can of worms thing. Right. I don't want to open the can of worms. Yes. Open the worms. It's so, yeah, God, that's its own thing. Yes. That's its own thing. I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, 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 that, no. Perspective towards therapy is so confusing. Oh my God. Like, They're worms. They're not going to eat you. Right. The metaphor is actually quite right. It's just worms. <laughs> it's, yeah. Let them out. There you go. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, but I feel, I feel like I can't do that thing of like, it feels so put on to me. If I were to go and like grab them by the shoulder and be like, God, we're just here for each other. Like, I can't get through the thing that I feel like would give them some sort of, because they're doing it to me, but I feel them also wanting it from me mm. and wanting that, like, you know, reassurance of that we are a family and we're here for each other. And it's not that I, I, that I, I think we would all be there if we needed one another for, for one reason or another, but it's not, there's, it's just not, we don't, we don't want to. There's just a disconnect. There's just a fundamental kind of, we just are not you know, in harmony. We're not, yeah, uh, yeah. I can't find the right way of saying it, but Very yeah. different people. Yes. And why yeah. wouldn't we be? Yeah. We are very different people. Some families luck out or they bond or I don't yeah. know what the fuck they do. Yeah. Can I, do you relate to this? Because as you're saying that, that wishful hope. Yeah. When, if I am, oh God, this makes me want to puke. If I'm at my absolute best, yeah. and by best, I mean my perfect, which is a big theme in your book, yeah. which I also was, it's when I'm driving, I go, oh, God. I'm like out loud saying, <laughs> yes. oh, God. But the concept of perfect. Yeah. Meaning, don't feel how you feel. Just let the, the positive, pleasant emotions mm -hmm. be a tarp over everything else. Mm -hmm. And if you dance as fast as you can and put on a show, yep. then the family oh can sort of appear to work. Yeah. And it literally makes me uncomfortable talking about right? it. I feel my whole body. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. When mm -hmm. I said I could puke, I'm yeah. not joking. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so I'm being asked... And again, I don't want to sound too pretentious, but in the in the hopes that people listening can relate and and we can all be healed a little bit, is I did I do still I'm 42, 43, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those. I'm 43, I think. <laughs> I'm 43. I feel like the rodeo clowns that like come out mm. and calm down the bulls, mm. and like I don't want to jump in a barrel yes. and like honk my nose and <laughs> and and. Like I have to like do a character. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I said this on stage once. And mm. I'm going to throw this back to you. But when I go to Bo to Boston to do shows, I'll be like, I've been speaking in a fake Boston accent the entire time with my family, because that's the only like it helps me like mm -hmm. cope. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, mm -hmm. Jay Holmes, how are you, big guy? Like it, just this ridiculous character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jay, what a pain in the ass, Joe Lombardo. Your own like doing his jokes. <laughs> Him, yeah, yeah, yes. And he's laughing. Yes. And then going to my mom being like, what a pain in the ass that is. Am I right? Look at him. He didn't even care yeah. about your cauliflower. It's the only move. The only move is like bazooka shots. Like yes. you can't go in. You yes. have to like kick in the door and like yes. mow everybody down with bits and yep. everyone like laughs. And mm -hmm. then before you, you know it, it's over. Mm -hmm. But you go home and you feel like you feel drained, exhausted. Oh. You feel used. You yes. feel dishonest. 
all of this stuff. So I, I would feeling. Ugh. Oh my god! There's got to be a word for it. I bet in like Germany <laughs> they have a word for it. You mean schneikenafaken? <laughs> you had a little bit too much schneikenafaken. Schneikenafaken. I have schneikenafaken. So I say on stage, just and the, put it back to you. I go. I've been speaking in a fake Boston accent for the past, let's say, three days, and no one in my family has noticed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, not one of them goes like, "Can what? What is this voice?" Right. What's going on, man? What are, what you, are you doing? Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like totally. Again, this is just the Jeanette and Pete make eat, make themselves almost cry episode. But if someone <laughs> went like, "Pete, are you uncomfortable?" Like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. it seems like you feel like you have to perform. We can just sit and eat and like, how mm. are you? Mm. Like, like, like a, a real, like, how are you? Yes. Or like, let me tell you a little bit about yes. my day. Yes. It doesn't work that way. In fact, watching sitcoms, mm. I'm talking too much. No, no. But you're from those types of shows. Yes. I would watch shows like that and be like, like Blossom and the dad with his high 80s, 90s jeans would be like, Blossom, you seem a little off. I'm like, if somebody said you seem off, <laughs> like they know what baseline it, like can, it was just yeah. bazooka bits, bazooka bits and yeah. golden child. Tell me everything. What, 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 what would happen? Do you think if somebody did say that, like at a, at a gathering or something, if somebody really just like saw you for a second, do you, what would, what would it lead to? The real heartbreak with my mom, I could, mm. my mom and I could have a real chat yeah. and my dad, it's very rare. It's almost like the, these clouds part and you find a moment and you can connect. Hmm. But you better be talking about how great it is to win and how it sucks to lose mm-hmm. and how hard work is great. Mm-hmm. And uh, aren't we better than other people? Like you, these are my, these are the hits yeah, without hits. really saying for it. Sure, but you're like, sure. you know, when they ask mm-hmm. like, how's blah, blah, blah doing? It's just like, you doing better than them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's like mm-hmm. how I scroll through Instagram, which is why I don't. It's like, where am I in relation to this person? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. not always, but there's that voice in my head. Sure. But if my dad asked, like, really, what's going on? I wouldn't feel safe to answer because I would know oh. five seconds in, he might just start going like, am I off? What, <laughs> what does it yes. mean for me to be off? Yes. If Peter's off... Where am I? And he'd come back and I'd be like, and that's probably the most vulnerable thing I've ever said. And he'd be like, go socks or something like he just, it's not even his fault. It's right, just right. not on the menu. Right. Tractor beam. I yes. hear you. I'm listening. And I'm, I'm not just guessing what you might say. I'm actually right. listening to what you are saying. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Schneikenfracklin. <laughs> too much, too much Schneikenfracklin. What what do you got? I'm talking too much, Gina. I'm sorry. Please, I'm just no. Excited. I'm now. I'm just thinking. I'm honestly. I'm 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 doing exactly the thing that your dad would be doing. So now I'm thinking about my sort of my my situation with my brothers and what to. I want to like solve it. I want to fix it. I want yeah. to. Um, I mean, honestly, the other day I was figuring out what to do, and I just like I I was talking to my significant other, and I felt like. I said, like, I just, I just, can you just decide? Because I just feel like it's too, I feel overwhelmed. Anytime my family comes up, I feel completely like my decision making. I just can't make very simple decisions. I can't do it. It's freeze. I it's feel flight, flight freeze. Yeah, there's freezing. sparks happening. I can't focus. And then, um, and then I just kind of like started crying. Like it just, mm. it just started coming out of me and just feeling like I, I, I honestly, I go, well, it's just I can't have any contact with them. I just can't do it. It's just too excruciating. Mm. Or 
then I'll go, well, why can't I just have a kind of a sense of humor about it? Why can't I just walk into these situations and just kind of go, it's literally six hours with my family on Christmas, like whatever, just. And yet it's not. Yes, it's exactly. Not. Is your partner exactly. good at that? Because Val is. The, the best. The, okay. The then best. They're tied for first because Val is like, <laughs> Pete, stop it. Yeah. We almost had a little funeral for, we bought this little coffin. We never did it, but we were going to fill it with all these hopes yeah. The things you ho- I know. Yes. We're dead. We're dead. Let's not even release this. We're dead. You and I are dead. Put it on our Wikipedia page. We died today at the same time cuz it's too much. Yes. But we she wanted to, like a, a ritual to help me lit, like watch it burn up and just be like it just is what it is and yes. it's okay. Yeah. But even as you're saying this, I have this gets a big laugh when I say it on stage too and it's one of those things that I didn't even no hmm. was funny hmm. but one of my cousins said to me he was like but you know you get married but i'm doing my dad's voice it wasn't my dad but it is kind of something he would say <laughs> but he goes but your mom's always your number one girl <laughs> and i was like i'm i'm feeling it right now like acid rain on me where <laughs> where even though i can have these boundaries even though yeah. it's a, it's a win it's not a win i'm fully comfortable with to be like we're we're going to stay home i just saw you yeah. in october yes. i'm going to take a break yes. but you hear the guilt i'm even uh-huh. saying like i saw you in october uh-huh 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 which none of us enjoyed so check 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have to say this to you. The insanity of my family is not enjoying a hang, and during the hang, you're not enjoying your planning the, the next, next one. Oh my god, <laughs> it kills me. Even okay, even with even with like just friends, when you're at a dinner and they're like already setting the next one two months from now, I thought like that's why we just did this so we don't yes. have to see each other. That's for right, a long time. And you feel this way too. Yes, you keep waiting. Yes, for 13, 12 year old Pete to show up, yes. but this forty three year old therapized grump keeps showing up and saying things like I'm not responsible for your happiness mom this isn't a good hang I said to my mom very casually she was actually doing a really good job because she's she's she is a learning person and I'm watching her adapt and stopping herself from playing some of the old games that she used to play so she actually is improving that's a, that's incredible it is and Val was the that's, one I mean truly that feel I feel like that is so rare it is rare so credit where credits do wow. and I and I really hope this isn't out of guilt I really love her mm-hmm. and there's like a desire for this connection and mm. yet I had somebody show up in my life it was a friend and was like I just miss us we hadn't talked in 20 mm. years yeah 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 and I was like I, I needed Val to put it together, but she was like, they miss who you were to them 20 years oh. ago. Oh my God. And they don't know. Oh. And this friend was even like, I don't even know your work. I didn't watch Crashing. I didn't. I don't watch your special. I don't listen to your podcast because I don't want you to change. Doesn't that sound like something your mom would Ooh, say? Yes. Right? I mean, yes. it's the same sort of codependent. Yes. B, you're here. Oh. Yeah. To support this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Puke City? I, I uh I had a friend recently text me. Um it was a sort of late night text and she said, uh, I just want you to know I'm always I'm always here for you. Uh like I, I just I love you forever and I'm always here for you. And I wish my reaction had been like, Oh, that's so thoughtful, like that's really nice. My first thought was like, okay, she's on her period because I know she texts when she's sad, like late night. Right. Um, and so I kind of, I discount that for, honestly, for myself. And really, I, I just always feel like that's a different, that's a different thing. I know we're not supposed to do that, but I just feel that. No, I know. Um, By the way, 
we all have hormonal things. The fact that there's a predictable one is yes. just, it doesn't make women different from men. Yeah. We're all having that, but there is a predictable one. Yes. Like I know I'm going to have, I'm going to want to like quit my career every time I'm on my period. It just happens yes. every single time. Val and I just had a little, uh, <laughs> we're very sweet, but we had a dust up and she was like, I'm sorry, I'm on my period. And yeah. I was like, and I was like, and I must be on whatever my boy, I'm not trying to be funny, but like a boy period. Yes, I'm yes. like, I really overreacted too. It happens. So we're all totally. doing it. On, yeah, yeah, Women yeah. just do it on a schedule. For sure. And not always. 100%. Not every Not every period is that way. Right. I don't know Unless why. you're me. And then every, every single time like Unless clockwork, it's she like She said that not crazy. me. Don't cancel <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> Menstruation cancellation, Pete Holmes, is going down in flames after Jeanette McCurdy, who I'm reading now on the prompter, is glad her mom died. Uh, Pete Holmes claimed that all women get emotional and said what used to be funny in the 90s Papa My Doll remember that that was like a thing it's so uh, it's so funny to me that like I love being able to just write off something as being on my period it makes me feel like less accountable for it it's so funny that Speed I don't know why why I look don't know. I say this too much but it's one of the greatest revelations of my 40s we are blocks of tofu. Hormones go through that tofu. Yeah. We behave in accordance to them. Yeah. And then we call it our personality. All it was was chemicals. We sure. all know this when you don't eat. I don't know. There's got to be a hormonal. Yeah. You eat and your hormones change yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I notice it. Uh, if you exercise with weights, my testosterone goes up. Mm. I become a lot Ang like quicker to anger hmm. and this is like road rage uh gym rage it's i thought that proven. when i used to run a lot and i felt like oh i can't run because it makes me so much more hot tempered and and yes. yeah because you're coursing mm -hmm. with all these like you know go kill a lion hormones sure 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 so i can't say it enough because it, it leads to self-forgiveness hmm. you know what i mean it also hmm. leads to like not taking anything too seriously yeah sure 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 sometimes like i was saying my heart was open because i said to my dad let's go on a road trip that was just a different hormone i'm not saying there isn't an us that's doing stuff sure but boy it we're a we're a sailboat and every breeze is a hormone definitely and definitely. everybody nobody's immune to that yeah right um i forgot what i was who cares saying. Uh, we'll find it um <laughs> the worst host who cares as long as i get to make my hormones point i was saying you were saying if you have your period period oh your friend texted oh my friend texted me See? and i wanted my th thank you um i wanted to rem i wanted to feel there was a, there were a couple layers my first instinct i was like irritated honestly that that um that this person had texted from this place yes. because i felt okay, this person knew we had a very codependent relationship. This person knew me at a time when I um, really was struggling a lot. And um, and this person, I my thought as to why we became less close was I, I think I was such, we were codependent, was unhealthy. But also I think this person um, was a fixer in a lot of ways. And, and really, I mean, was so incredibly kind and helpful to me in so many ways but there became there came a certain point where i felt like i needed to um take care of myself and do that for myself and i couldn't rely so much on this person and i kind of oh, had recognized the unhealthy dynamic and then i pulled away and yeah. then that became like oh okay we we can't exist unless we're in that very specific dynamic where it's like me being needy me needing help me struggling and you feeling like you're the savior yep. and we can't get past that and that was it was difficult. It was uncomfortable. Um, but then this text just hit me as irritating because I thought like, 
what do you mean I'm here if you ever need anything? That immediately puts me lower, oh, dude, makes I'm, me feel yeah, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like I completely saying, had let's, a... Let's fire up the old engine again. Yes, yes. Because I like who I am when you're that. Yes. And I'm going to ask you to be Ooh, that because I miss being <sighs> that. And you're like, what? Ugh. Like when people point out that helping can be... Uh, Let's put it this way. On the Enneagram, the two is the helper. And, and the problem that the, or the, the shadow of the two is that you like want, you want people to appreciate you. You also want people to mm. not appreciate you. Mm. Anything that you can do to validate the fact that either you're better than everybody because you're helping yes. or you're better than everybody because you're helping. Like yes. Both are the same. Actually. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I completely agree with that. And, and in this, in mine, I think the person was asking me to help them. And what's weird is there was a time in my life where I was really hadn't realized who I was. And therefore, this is going to sound really pretentious, but like there was a time in my life where I was just more of an idiot and leaned into being an idiot because Hmm. being an idiot made you kind of fun. Sure. Sure. <laughs> like if you were just kind of a doofus, you yeah. know, and then I, this person was like, be that doofus for me. I remember that doofus. And I was like, that was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I've yeah. just, again, this is the height of, this is literally pretentious, but it's like, it's been a lot of therapy, a lot of books, a lot of learning, a lot of growing. Yeah. And I don't want to, I even look back and I was like, I was putting it on to merge with you or to mirror right. you. Right. I was lowering. That's what I think a lot of people are doing, lowering to a level because they people like us, sensitive people can tell that's what's being asked. Mm. And now we're back to our families. Lower and your age, lower your... Why is it so... I've thought a lot about this recently. Why is it so difficult to maintain the growth from what from therapy or books or whatever yeah. it's been or aging or perspective whatever yeah. why is it so difficult to maintain that in certain environments yeah. like why and around certain people why can't because because i wish it were possible to just kind of maintain those relationships i i i i don't know how to do that to just be the person I am now, and I feel like I immediately revert. I start literally talking. To, my voice feels different coming out of my body. Me too. It's like, do you? Oh, Val can tell I'm on the phone with my mom. Oh my god, yeah. Mom, voice. yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And again, as a parent, I'm like, Leela, you can't have. Oh, you can't have dad voice. <laughs> We're not doing that. And I know that's good, maybe be a thing, but you know what it mm. is. One of the be- most beautiful lines, and it was brutal in your book, is the the vibe in your house was like a held breath. Right? Yeah. I think I'm getting that right. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I am. It's so funny. Anytime somebody <laughs> quotes it, I'm always like, like, oh, God. Like, I don't know why. Really? It feels, yeah, yeah. It I feels, think held breath is feels what? It, it feels like... Um, I've been, I, I don't know. I just, it feels like a dram- so dramatic. Like just hearing that sounds so dramatic. And I'm like, Can I, say, I didn't mean it. Remember like, in the movie? I held breath. Like <laughs> it sounds so like, what was it? Okay. Okay. In my book, I talk about my parents fighting and I said, yeah. me and my brother frozen in his room like dogs waiting for fireworks to end. <laughs> I mean, as you say it, yeah. I, I, that'll give me the same feeling where I'm like, but you know what? Remember in Adaptation? Did you see Adaptation? Yeah, actually, so, kind of like a couple years ago, pretty okay. recently for the first time. Not too, okay, it's great. It's one of my faves. Yeah. And the guy playing Robert McKee, the story guy, is like, and uh, 
Nick Cage, who's playing Charlie Kaufman, asks, what about a story where nothing really happens? Yeah. So you're saying you feel too dramatic. Yeah. And he goes, what about a story where nothing much really happens? And he goes, nothing happens. It's the guy from Succession. He goes, things happen. Life is dramatic. A friend dies on the steps of a church, is his example. <laughs> Which makes me laugh every time. It's so specific. Yeah. A friend dies on the steps of a church. I'm getting the impressions coming in better. But you know what I'm saying? So what you're saying is it's too dramatic and that's embarrassing. Yeah. Life's fucking dramatic. Yeah. Like kids waiting for parents to stop fighting and, and, and yes. your house. Yes. So this all leads to what I like about a held breath is it's so... I'm doing it. It's like, it's so um, precarious. Mm. You don't want to let it out. You yeah. don't want to let more in. You want to just hold yep. it, but you're going to shake. And meaning, isn't it that there's no room? Like one of the, the qualities of spirituality that I like, hmm. that I, I think it helps cultivate is spaciousness. And when, when, when mm. you feel spacious, there's room. It's what I'm trying to do with you. There's room for Jeanette to be who Jeanette is today. Hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm. And you're doing that for me. I feel that. I, you did this podcast, I don't know, seven years ago. So it's like, Long we can be ago. different. We can be different. Yeah. That's great. But again, it seems to be a common phenomenon. So maybe we can say by no fault of their own. But when we go home, there's no spaciousness. There's, so you have to, I've always said it's like mm. they hand you your lines. Mm -hmm. My question for you, though, is Oof. do you think they feel that way? Do you think my dad is like, thank God Peter left, I can finally, I don't think he does, I don't think he does. You know, yeah, I, 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 I don't, and it, it, it's disappointing, because I, I'm, I really could just be completely undermining them, but my thought is like, I don't think they do the kind of, no. they don't, they don't do the digging, they don't, they don't, it's just, yeah. I literally, and, and. <laughs> Yeah, literally, I, I I wonder, are they? Do they just go home and like that was a fun, that was that was fine. We we got through. That was good. Like, what is their reaction? I'm sitting there feeling like my soul's like being sucked from my body, <laughs> and are they just like that was a good time? Like, I don't know. I don't know. That's that goes back to my mar most heart mar my most heartbreaking point is when things just aren't good. You can only disrupt something that is good. Like our our house is a happy house, yeah. And in comes this other element, and it yes. fucks everything up. Yes. like it really does. Are they going home and going like that was weird, <laughs> or are they just like right? I think they're in like a, a, a fr like kind of a stuck state, and you you move that state around, but it doesn't it doesn't change. Like we've tried. Yeah, yeah. You and I have tried our our whole lives to kind of. <laughs> <laughs> one, you know, one of my sister-in-laws, I think she, we've, we were less close than we used to be. I've known her since I was six years old. She and my brother were high school sweethearts and they've been together for so long. Um, but there, there was definitely a shift in my twenties where I realized, okay, I think, I just don't think like, I, I feel like I'm being really fake to keep this relationship going at the same, at the same pace that it's going and to be as kind of intertwined with this person as I am and mm. and um and I think that's totally normal that uh, you know it's what happens in your 20s I th I think um but but I I kind of started creating distance there and I know she has picked up on it I you know I can feel the tension oh my god but then I don't I, I also don't want to bring it up because I know that that's going to Bring make to it closeness. Worse. It's yeah. gonna, no. I, th I think it'll make us closer. And oh, I don't want the closeness. So I'm like, fuck. This is right. Like, yeah. I know she feels it. I feel that if I, 
I could bring it up or, or I mean, she could also have brought it up any number of times, but neither of us do. And I know I'm not doing it because I think that it will m- make us closer. You I'm actually of that. just helped me fi- find a deeper what? truth for me. Tell me. Because my mom always goes, oh, Petey, sweetie, you're tolerating me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and she's like, I don't want to be tolerated. And I'm like. That's like, yeah. I, I am because right. it's too. She wants that little boy sit on her lap yeah yeah sure kiss her yeah give her smooches and 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 also just completely merge like there's so much merging in yes in fact the whole thing is merging Mm -hmm. you didn't like acting Mm -hmm. your mom's like you love acting yes yes and you're like i love acting and like all of this suppression right and when you grow up that doesn't work that dog won't hunt is that the expression that dog won't hunt yeah, it doesn't hunt anymore. <laughs> it, you know, it, it, you maybe thought of, I don't know why. Katie I, went like this. <laughs> I I saw a on my YouTube recommended like Kim Cattrall. I think Kim Cattrall from Sex and the City is that yeah. right? Um, some sort of speech for like a women in power event or something. She's like, "This is what happens when you go where you're celebrated and not where you're tolerated." <laughs> totally. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it just makes me think of I I. I I don't know. I've, I've thought about that on a couple occasions. I, I'm not like super familiar with Kim Cattrall's work, but just that, yeah, yeah. that has, I don't know. It's, there's something, there's something to it. I, um, yeah. I, I, I know your mom died. <laughs> what a dumb thing to say. I just wonder, did that give closure? Let's actually get to that question. We have to, we okay. do mid rolls now. We weren't doing them seven years ago, oh, okay. but we do mid rolls. But when we come back, I want to talk about if you got closure from that or if it's just the same looming sure. presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've heard therapists go both ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll be right back in literally two minutes, and we'll and we'll keep going on this great conversation. Pardon the interruption, weirdos. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Next Evo. I know we've talked a lot about CBD, but Next Evo has absolutely cracked the code, meaning this is CBD for people who have tried CBD in the past and just weren't that into it. Because why? First of all, this is these are my words. I don't know how they did it with science. They did it with science. They found a way to get the CBD into your system really quickly. So you can tell how it feels, get your dose just right, and get the effect just dialed in perfectly. And I'm holding right here the CBD, uh, the Stress CBD Complex, which mixes CBD in a gummy with ashwagandha. Ashwagandha, we talk a lot about adaptogens on this podcast. It's because they've absolutely changed my life. Something about the blend of ashwagandha and CBD together. This has absolutely been my secret weapon against stress, but also not just to like relax or like loaf out on the couch. But if I'm trying to work and I'm just a little bit too worked up or a little bit too tense to get into the, a place where I can just answer emails or sit down with a document that I have to work on, I take one of these and like I'm saying, 10 minutes later, you just, you ease into it and you're able to work. You're able to focus. You're able to relax and go on a date or enjoy a movie, something at the end of the day that can help take the edge off for sure, but also something in the morning that can help you ease into the things that you have to do. Because honestly, I'm a sensitive person. I get overwhelmed easily. 
Uh, I know a lot of us do. And the Stress CBD Complex has been a huge, huge help for me. The new year is obviously a fresh opportunity to achieve your full potential, but you can't be your best if you're stressed. So if you've tried, if you've uh, tried the Stress CBD Complex, like I have, you'll see it's a total game changer helping you get into that flow state. And I didn't know it was possible to have CBD get into you this quickly. Usually it's kind of like, I don't know, did I take it? Is it here? This, there's no doubt it's here and you can dial it in just right. Uh, yes, Stress CBD Complex has both Smart Sorb, Smart Sorb, meaning it absorbs smartly, Smart Sorb CBD and a patented whole plant ashwagandha, clinically proven to re- reduce stress by up to 70% and improve concentration by 50%. Next Evo uses that. It's over 30 times better absorption in the first 30 minutes. So don't just use any CBD brand. Most CBD products on the market have only 2 to 10% absorption. 2 to 10% absorption. So at least 90% is actually wasted. It's simple. If it's not absorbed, it can't help you. And Next Evo has cracked the code. It's different. It delivers four times better overall CBD absorption and has been proven in multiple clinical studies. And mixed with that ashwagandha, it's an absolute game changer. So make CBD a part of your full potential with Next Evo Naturals. Go to nextevo.com slash podcast and use promo code WEIRD to get 20% off your first order of $40 or more. That's 20% off $40 or more at N-E-X-T evo.com slash podcast promo code weird. I know that by heart because I use my own promo code to order refills on this and I'm just fully subscribed at this point. Next up. Oh, I got to get it. Hold the phone. It's over here. Hold the phone. I can't talk about display without showing you my display. What is this? This is a metal poster. This is this is the not feeling it chicken, and this is available on Displate, uh, Displate.com slash Pete Holmes, and we have five different designs ready to purchase. One of them, of course, is the not feeling it chicken. So if you love not feeling it as much as I do, and you want something substantial, not just a piece of paper hanging on your wall, peeling off on one corner, looking like crap. Get yourself a one-of-a-kind metal poster designed to capture your unique passions. Displate created a 21st century canvas that, as you can see, is sturdy, magnet-mounted, and durable enough to withstand a lifetime of intense sharing. Uh, But starting is only half the fun. You can even customize, collect, and rearrange them at will. Displate, excuse me, Displate has both branded and artistic artwork. They have over 1 million designs available for everyone, including Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Netflix, NASA, South Park, games, movies. You can find something for everyone, anything that they're passionate about. I guarantee you'll find some version of it on Displate, and you'll find it in this permanent, awesome, heavy, badass looking way. Each product is high quality design printed on metal in Europe and hand signed by their master of production. Display creates a unique safe uh, magnet mounting system that only takes 20 seconds. You don't have to drill into your walls. All you do is wipe off your wall with a cleaning wipe, stick on a protective leaf, place a magnet and put the display on your wall. It's that easy. Display 
delivers its products worldwide in only four to five business days. It's a perfect alternative for standard paper posters that often get damaged and don't look that great. And it doesn't leave marks on the wall. It's incredible. They also, uh, they're also eco-friendly. For every design sold, they're planting a tree. So right now, Displate is having the biggest discount ever. That's one to two Displates. You get 20% off. Three or more, you get 30% off. Like I said, there's five Pete Holmes Displates at Displate.com slash Pete Holmes. Use the link in the description. Go to Displate.com slash Pete Holmes. D-I-S-P-L-A-T-E dot com slash Pete Holmes. And use code WEIRD at the checkout. Displate. Collect your passions. All right, everybody, let's get back to the second half of Jeanette McCurdy. And we're back. <laughs> um, what I was going to say, like the longer this version of... This is a good of, couch. It's a it really, great? like, yeah, it's, it's really good. Couch. It really is. Oh, I'm glad you like it. Yeah. I've had people really not like it. So Why? I'm, What's the I think the it's feedback? too deep-seated. Okay. A lot of people just slump in it. I'm for sure slumping, but I love that. I love feeling like you just kind of become like. But you're the only the one couch. that went cross-legged. Okay. That's what you're supposed to do. What do people? I tell everybody. Sitting? Most people. Chris Estratagist did it, and he was great. But he he sat like Pinocchio on the edge of a stool. How the, do you the whole talk time. to him? He was just like okay. It was kind of to the side. It was like we were in a car this is together. Very intimate. It, we are. This is. This is very, what it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. Locked off sleepover style. You're the only one that gets this show, Jen. <laughs> you're the only one. And before we get to my question, I won't forget the question. What is your favorite candy? My favorite candy <laughs> is Sour Patch Kids. Fucking great choice. It's a good choice, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I remember being scared of Sour Sowie Patch Kids. Why? Because they're sour. I don't want that. I don't <laughs> want a nine volt battery with my popcorn. I love the sour, like the warheads and the, you know, the anything that like makes your tongue lose feeling after you've had it. I wish oh. I had. I bought. I have something called Grenades gum, mm. which is the strongest gum. I like to say it's the strongest gum in the world. I don't know if that's true, but it's like Japanese strong. Okay. Like okay. novelty Japanese gum. Sure, sure, sure. And I absolutely love it. It's Yum. it's like, are you an addict? Yeah. I would say I definitely, that's my, yeah. I didn't I mean can... to jump right there. No, sure. But sure. a lot of people like us yeah. that I, lo- I, I got over it. I now love sour. Yes. If there's something I can eat that'll like clear my sinuses. That's what Grenades gum Do you like does. jalapenos? I'll eat a jalapeno. Oh. See, I have a theory that anybody who's an addict loves jalapenos or really just anything that has a really, really, yeah, like intense. Oh, yeah. There's something about uh, Mine is wasabi, like... wasabi peas. Okay, great. Yes. I'll eat those and I want the painful one. Yes. I don't. Give I... me the most intense. Give me the fucking. Give I it want to me. tears yeah. in my eyes. Yeah. I regret this because um, Richard Rohr, who writes a lot about addiction, who I love, he said that what addicts are looking for is the feeling of being alive. The reason I like mm. that is it humanizes us. It's not just like just pure victim. Like they just can't stop. <laughs> right. It's actually like there's actually something. It's a misappropriation hmm. of a beautiful urge. Mm. And and there's even a misappropriation of like the ghost of Christmas present in the Muppet uh, Muppet Christmas movie. Yeah. The, the retelling one. of, of, of um, the, one with Michael the Kane, Charles right? Dickens ones. Yeah. Michael, yeah, yeah, sure. Michael Caine. Um, I'm sort of. I can be like the ghost of Christmas present where I'm like, more, more wasabi, yeah. more, more spicy, more yes. feeling. Yes. But then that can go all these dark ways. Hmm. But um, what was I saying? Oh, so the feeling of being alive, I when you're burning up from a, a wasabi, 
there's no question that you exist. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh my God. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking here. I'm the guy that's burning up with wasabi. Yeah. (laughs) You relate to that? Yeah. And Richard Rohr, that sounds familiar. He's the Franciscan that I'm obsessed with. Mm. I I absolutely love him. He wrote Falling Upward, I think is his biggest book. Okay. No, I haven't read it. But his name sounds familiar. Maybe I've seen a TED Talk or something. Maybe. Yeah, he, he has a lot of crossover because he's one of those... I hate that this that you have to like, like that spiritual people. You have to be like, you know, he's he loves everyone. <laughs> he's not. He doesn't judge people. He doesn't uh, believe in hell. All right. all of these. So he's yes. just talking about the present moment. He's just talking about accepting your acceptedness. Hmm. I think I think that's actually one of his lines. Accepting your acceptedness. that you are accepted. See, that's a li- that's a reach for me. That's like okay. Let me think. Did I lose you? Accepting that you're accepted. Yeah. He would say that the job wow. of being a human is to accept that you're accepted because... By you, yourself, by... By the universe, you the, can say. Okay. We, we don't have to say God. You sure. can just say that you are a dignified member of reality. How do you feel about... Is, do you label the universe? What do you What do say? I use? Yeah, what do you I have use? no problem with God, but that took Me a lot neither. of work. Me uh, Well, here's my thought. I, I, For a while, I... Well, from growing up religious, I was so sort of like absolutely no hard no on anything religious, no God, no whatever... And then I kind of was dipping my toe back in into spirituality and started calling it the universe. And then I felt like, well, if I'm going to call it the universe, like, why not just call it God? That felt kind yeah. of, I don't know, it just, it feels... I think it's empowering. Not? Yes, to yes, me. yes. Because if you don't call it God, talk about yes-anding your victimhood. That's the first thing we said. <laughs> but if you don't, you're going, look, and this is a fine way to feel. Yeah. But for me, getting back to a place where I could say, God, I can even throw out a Jesus, a sweet baby Jesus. There you go. There you go. I can throw out a sweet baby Jesus. Um, for me, yeah. I sometimes, Val and I do the Friday podcast and I'll catch myself saying the Holy Spirit or something. And I'm like, you got to watch it because some people hate this language so much. But it's just like, comes out of yeah, me. Yeah, I know yeah. you, I want to talk about that with you. Because uh, the, Holy, the Holy Ghost is different in the Latter-day Saint tradition a little bit. What is the Holy Spirit? What is the... Same thing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, same it's, thing. Okay, okay. But the communique, the open communique uh, you're having. Uh, We'd yeah, love yeah. to talk about that, or we can just tease that that's in the book. It's very interesting. But to me, the yes ending of the victimhood is saying, like, this is so fucked and twisted for me and ruined for me, I can't even say it. Or you go like, no, I'm going to start saying it, I'm going to retrain that groove and, and reclaim yes, it. Yes, yes. Take back the night. Oh, my God. Right? Yep. Oh, 100%. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, that's been meaningful for me, even though I understand if somebody doesn't want to say it. So accepting that you're accepted, I've studied a lot of spiritual different practices. Yeah. And I, I was thinking about this on the right end, actually. I was thinking, they all sort of come down to dropping your guilt, hmm. dropping your shame. I'm not talking about mainstream Christianity. Mm. They would love you to keep your oh, yeah. and your shame. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, the Mormon church as well. Like a lot of churches can have that going on for, for them. sure i say that based on the mormons that i knew that would tie their wrists to oh the bed at night so that's not exactly going like god loves you no matter what relax <laughs> go have a good jerk in the bathroom <laughs> hey elder go have a big jerk in the bathroom because you obsessing about it is way worse than just blasting one out and getting on with your mission buddy this is <laughs> there's some there's some mormon missionary in in uh venezuela listening and he's like he's right <laughs> Puts his Doc Martens, takes him off with the yellow colored in and just blasts out. (laughs) Oh, God. I've offended myself. (laughs) Accepting that you're accepted, dropping shame, dropping guilt, and realizing that 
this thing that we call God is is inside of you and mm. and and everywhere, mm. meaning not in the sky. Yes. And yes. if if God, which we can all agree is perfect oneness, perfect holiness, all these things that don't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. And it's inside of you. You therefore are also holy or good or by holy I mean like whole. Mm-hmm. And you've sort of forgotten and peace or salvation or conversion or enlightenment is going like, if I'm a piece of God and God is perfect, then I am perfect because I can't be the, Mm. I'm not sullying it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It can't be sullied. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just telling myself a story of guilt when I I could just drop that, wake up to reality, wake up to perfect oneness. That's that's what I would say a lot of them are are pointing to. And you mentioned both guilt and shame? Yeah, the the the, 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 the twisty uh, chocolate vanilla ice cream cone of shame and I, guilt. What is your so? May, I I I've gotten so mixed up in guilt and shame. I typically think of guilt as helpful. Mm. I think of guilt as like okay, I need to like apologize, correct something. Do you want to? Then, yeah. if you like being corrected, you're going to love this. Okay, yeah, please. <laughs> please. This to you. No, hundred percent, JK. Um, I think to. The language I would use is the difference between guilt and remorse. Ah, yes. You want okay. remorse. Yeah, yeah, yes. Totally. Remorse is good. Totally. Yeah. So so guilt and shame are, oh, is it according to Richard Rohr? Uh, or this is I'm just, kind of generalizing gen- and saying a okay, lot of okay. them are, are saying like, go easy on yourself. Yes. Yeah. I find language like, some people find this gaslighting, like Val, Val does not like this type of language. Okay. But thinking of reality as a dream or, or just play. My daughter's name is Leela. It means play yeah. or dance uh-huh. of life. Yeah. Meaning it is what we're perceiving, yeah. but not just somewhere else. Behind this is a perfect loving oneness. Mm-hmm. Like here and now, it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's here. Yeah. And we've our job is to remove the impediments to perceiving it. And you know how you do that? It's it's by loving each other, forgiving each other, and forgiving yourself, and forgiving reality. Yes. So it's all of this stuff that no, nobody in their right mind really wants to do. Again, not to For sure. shit on your mom, but she loved the victimhood. Yes. She loved guilt, and she loved to blame, and everything was like, I'm saying this because I relate. Yeah. I do this too. Yeah. Everything else is the problem. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. everyone else is the problem yes 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 yes. and like that's a nice thing to do with your guilt is project it out and go this casting agent won't book Jeanette yeah fuck you yep yep yep. sweetheart I I mean it like really sweet sweet sweetheart sweetheart not like a Don Draper cigarette cocktail waitress but like sweetheart yeah fuck like let's just go easy on ourselves because that's what we're doing yeah we're scapegoating when really it's easier said than done but like just relax into the sizzling champagne bubble bath of sure, love that's sure. right, right here. You know, I, I didn't realize the thing about self-forgiveness. It always felt to me like that was such a, like it was, you know, lazy or, um, mm. you know, I, I have, I, I feel such a need to like prove myself even to myself mm-hmm. that the idea of like, it just felt like going easy on myself, letting myself go. I kind of feared what was on the other side of self, self-forgiveness. But I really did that's feel, it. you know. Because you vanish. Yes, exactly. Jeanette exactly. It's What's the opposite the... of wasabi pee. <laughs> exactly. If you're not exactly. in pain or angry or right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God, I love being then right. What? Oh, yeah. Where, where do you go? Yes, exactly. And, exactly. And what the word for that is is mercy. Father Greg Boyle did this podcast, and he was like, "I don't like forgiveness because forgiveness acknowledges that something bad happened, something mm. wrong happened. Mercy is just." Mm. 
it's always there. It doesn't think about it. Well, Jeanette didn't mean to hurt my feelings. Right. She's probably having a bad day. That's like fucking cheap dollar store forgiveness. But mercy hmm. is like completely irrational, completely illogical, and does not perpetuate or affirm your existence, which what makes it so scary. Right. It's better to be like, no, fuck you, because... That's a wasabi pea. I wonder why too. Like mercy, I immediately think more religious than yeah. for even forgive. For a while, I think there. I also was was averse to it because of it being so religious y. Yes. Um, but then now it's like okay, mercy seems more religious than forgiveness. Why does something like I immediately felt myself be kind of defensive toward mercy when you just said, we're yeah. talking about it right there? I felt myself yeah. like, ooh, I don't know, if I can kind of like get on board. I get it with that. Like I completely get it. You know, I don't know, but I think mercy is offensive to most hmm. people if we're being honest because hmm. mercy says nothing happened, mm. and if nothing happened, then like what? This doesn't matter, right? That motherfucker or this mother or that piece yeah, of yeah, shit. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm right, and they deserve hell, and I deserve <laughs> heaven, and it goes now. Drop it all in the acid Just, of of wow. mercy, and we go like. We don't want a God with mercy. We want a God that sides with us and, <laughs> and condemns our yeah, enemies. Yeah, right. It's, it's another right. bad parent. We want right. a special relationship with our secret God and everybody else gets <laughs> fucked. <laughs> and I say that with, again, I'm trying to say that with compassion because yeah. I used to be one of those people. Sure, and sure, sure. it feels sure. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. Feels it's good. more comfortable. It's more, yeah. I'm going to throw you another weird one. Yeah. Even if God's mad at you, if you think you're a wicked little boy or yeah. girl, that's good because at least he knows who you are. Mm. Val and I were just talking about this, mm. which is also very dualistic and it's also not mercy. Mm. It's not even forgiveness. It's wrath. But you love it because it's another wasabi pea. You upset the president of the fucking cosmos <laughs> and he's coming for you. Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. feels good too. Yeah, yeah, Never yeah. occurred to me that you might your behavior might actually be unconsciously seeking things that you know quote yep. unquote no yep. God won't like because at least then wasabi P you exist because you're walking around with that heavy lead coat you wear at the dentist of yes. shame yes. and guilt and you're and you're wicked and he's gonna kick your ass or burn you up but at least he's affirming Jeanette McCurdy exists mm -hmm, her behavior mm -hmm. mattered <laughs> right mercy sucks we hate mercy. The mercy that just goes like, come on in. Who wants to go to a country club where everyone can get in? There's, okay, I, I have concern. How do you stay grounded? Well, is spiritual practice is big for you. Is that, is it seems oh, yeah. like it's so, it's, how do you stay grounded? Oh, big time. My, <laughs> my. To camera, big time. Put my Twitter handle at the bottom. Big time. <laughs> I am just having a laugh. That a man who sells his ego in segments for his job is also like, love the Lord. I do, but it's funnies too. It's both. It can be both. <laughs> Big time spiritual. Have you read my Wikipedia page? Holmes is interested in spiritualities of all varieties. Humility, mercy. He's, it says he's more into mercy than forgiveness with a one and the references this podcast. <laughs> What a silly, silly thing we're doing. <laughs> what a weird dream. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, gosh. Okay, at a certain... I... I <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
I I love therapy. It has helped me to be a functioning person um, and a and a and a you know and a healthy person. But I do feel, I guess, I feel concerned that I, I just becoming too therapized, becoming too spiritual, that I get lost in, which is I know kind of the 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 point is to lose yourself and all and like you know whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I. Like there's some there's some times when if a therapist is telling me something and they're kind of like neutralizing my thinking where it's just it makes me want to throw something like it's yeah. just like that's it's so fucking neutral yeah that's not like there ha- like if you don't st- if you don't stand for something you'll fall, you'll fall for, for anything or yeah. like that it just feels like what is wh- where like I want them and I, I the 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 I, I work with a therapist now who really will tell me how she feels and what her kind of judgment is about the thing or where she's like oh you know what i don't think this is like she, she just tells me where she stands and i find it so helpful because yeah. i think where do you you can't everything's not just like well it's neither here nor there or it could be this or it could be i know it could be this or it could be that right. i'm here to figure out whether helping. it's this or that yeah i by the way we've just stepped into another one of my favorite and this is what val is so good yes you need val you can't just have pete <laughs> you need val too meaning there's different altitudes and if you want to come yeah put that out please <laughs> my Pete Holmes show pillows. I love humility. (laughs) I just love vanishing into the void of God's love. Watch Pete Holmes show clips on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and make sure alerts are on. (laughs) 100% JK. In fact, unsubscribe. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. There's just different altitudes. And I think this is one of the tricky things, different altitudes to fly up. So here's your issue. Yes. And we can fly way up here Uh uh and go like, Jeanette, just dissolve into the champagne hot tub of God's love, fuck, fuck off, right? Yeah. Because sometimes you just, the most loving thing to do, which again, isn't just for its own sake. Yeah. It's like by me loving, and when I say forgiving, I don't mean looking the other way on an error, but just meeting you where you are. Mm-hmm. Not going like, well, Jeanette should realize that God's love is right here and why yes. she, fuck that. Forgiveness yeah. might actually just be like, Jesus Christ, yeah, you shouldn't have to go, I just had to go to traffic school. To traffic school, or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, sometimes you need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like yeah. that spiritual bypassing, or as I think you were saying, being ungrounded, yeah, untethered, feet off the ground, yes. sometimes can be the least helpful thing. In fact, Val has to remind me all the time that, that she's like, don't be too Ramdas, be Richard, because Richard Rohr mm. is very on the earth and very loving. Huh. And Ramdas would be like, it's all illusion, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. helpful right now. And he would say the same. I'm going to look up uh, Richard Rohr. You will love Richard Rohr. Yeah, if I'm you're okay with the sweet G's, a little mention. Sure. Every, every five pages, you might he might talk about oh, it's, sweet G's. Okay, that's a lot. Is it a lot? Every five pages. Yeah, yeah. but the pages are huge. Okay. They're like beach They're towels. Big, okay. <laughs> you have to go like. Oh man, this is like a this is like it's five ten page book. Um, the Naked Now is a good one. Are you? Do you like Eckhart Tolle and stuff like um, that? I did. I did the Power of Now, and I did the what, the follow up. The New to Earth. It. The New Earth. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, okay. I did both those kind of a while ago, and yeah. I really liked them. But I read them, and I was when I was sort of falling in love into a really into a very addictive uh, relationship, and I think I was just kind of high on that, and like reading them from that place, like, oh my god, everything's so amazing. Funny. Like it was the most so funny. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was. I was. I was twenty one, and it was. It was okay. intense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was gonna say is that this one you're like a really toxic, like unhealthy, <laughs> codependent relationship. You mean the one you're in now? I relate so hard to what you're saying because the last time I, I've 
read or listened to those books dozens of times. And the last time was when I was starring in a, a multicam sitcom, which, yeah. as you know, super fun, great schedule. I know yours was complex, but the schedule. Go great agree. schedule, yeah, great for schedule. sure, for sure. And Old Holmesy was so high on life that it was bleeding into his interpretation of spiritual things. Mm. And that's like, I can get kind of embarrassed. I'm like, yeah. you were the star of your own show. <laughs> of course you could walk around being like, it's all one, man. It's all one. <laughs> right, right. And I have to do traffic school. And I'm like, maybe duality is real. <laughs> you know, I'm like, because this website's really riding my ass. There's yes. nothing more boring than traffic school. It was the, I thought it might be fun. It was the most boring thing. I haven't been. It's, well, it was online. Oh, okay. Just reading stuff. And that I'm sounds, like, yeah. Which one of the questions was like, which of the following is a two point violation? How is that helpful? What is this for? What I got, I got just, pulled over. Speaking. Oh, okay. Speaking of which, do you have that? Because I have that from my mom. The story of you and your dad getting the smoothie. Yeah. And then you come home and your mom is like waiting for you. Yeah. The sound of her keys. Like if I heard oh. her keys to this day, I could tell you that from any other set of keys. It's like yeah. so distinct. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Does Has that... This stays on the spiritual thing. Do you still have a hard time accepting an image of God that isn't waiting for you with keys? Because that stuff bleeds into, can bleed into our perception of our higher power. You know, I I, I try not to. I try to think of God as, as there's still an element of, of needing to perform for him, of needing to like achieve for him or feeling like, well, if I do this, then good things will happen. Yeah. Um, and I definitely noticed I had a bit more, I had a, a bit of a like resurgence of OCD kind of uh, a couple weeks into the book coming out and with it, it, you know, doing so and I wanted it to keep doing well. So I thought, Oh, if I keep, if like my ritualistic behavior was kind of just clicking into right, gear again. Right. If I keep everything, if I keep control over all these things, then I, then all the success will continue. And it was, yeah, it, I, 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 I've definitely had to pay extra attention to that, Yeah, you know, for By the past the way, couple months. I relate hard. Really? Somebody just this last week, Val and I had a nice chat about this on, we made it weird, but oh no, it didn't come up. We meant to. Somebody texted me and they were like, I want to, a, a dear friend of mine. Yeah. She's like, I really want to break into writing. And I'm like, why do I hate this so much? Mm. And I actually, we uncovered it. We talked about it for quite a yeah. while. Not meaning the person or the ask. Sure, sure, sure. I'm just like, why do I hate trying to find an answer to this question? Hmm. And I was like, I think it drop, brings into my awareness something I don't want to look at, which is the randomness of of success. Sure, 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 sure. So when you're ritualizing oh, God. your book success- oh. It's from a fear of the same thing, right? I 100% want to believe it's because it's this great work yes. of art and it's all the writing and it's all different? like... Or, or whatever your totally, ritual was, how totally. is that different from me being like, it's stick-to-itiveness <laughs> or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah Val and yeah. I were talking about it. I was like, there's a lot of people, yeah. very talented, because I'm like, oh, they didn't make it, but they weren't out every night. A lot of them were. Mm. They didn't. Mm -hmm. they, they didn't make it. By the way, we're mm -hmm. putting "make it" in quotes. But they didn't write uh, spec script. A mm. lot of them did. Like, there's this like X yeah. factor element of unfair, cold, whateverness. Blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even justice. Yeah. It's like it's plinko on the Price Is Right. Things are just, and you don't want to look at it. And uh -huh. when someone says, "How do you become a writer?" and you're like, "Well, in you asking me, it's it's really making me realize that there. You could call it luck. You could call it fate. You could call it." Mm good fortune these are all synonymous hmm. but like 
there's un there's right time right place stuff hmm. and that's scary yeah meaning i'm not ocd but i have i'll catch myself being like don't think that way because that's naughty and the universe sure. will yep. will see you for who you are yep and will turn off the faucet yes right yep that's again i'm just 100%. trying to relate to you totally that's not clinical OCD but it is magical thinking yes and everybody I'm not saying everybody has that I can't speak for everybody I have that yeah yeah right? yeah so your book was doing well what was how did it manifest is, um, or is that a two person no 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 so I I mean this is maybe the the scariest of all because I hadn't I I'm sort of I need to purge things often because my mom was a hoarder and so I feel like oh I want to keep my space very clean but I was like holding on to um shampoo and conditioner that I'd finished because I was like oh well that was the shampoo I was using when it debuted at number one and I wanted to stay at number one and it That's was the number like, one shampoo so it literally I, and and then there was a part of me that was like almost it would flirt with the idea of relief at it not being at number one because I thought, well, then I don't have to uphold the rituals. As soon as it's not at number one, I don't have to keep doing this. But then, of course, it's like, well, it's on the times list still, so now I'm just going to do it till it's off the times. Wow. So then it like, but I, I I mean, I still have, yeah, I have like a, a hand cream jar that was an empty hand cream that's still in my cupboard. I have a shampoo and conditioner. Um, and then like I twirl in the bathroom, like I twirl around myself. Which is kind oh, you of spin. Like, yeah, I spin literally exactly. Spin. No, I it, it is called twirling. Spin. I just want to make sure. Yeah. When you said that, I thought maybe a baton or something. <laughs> no, I just myself. Yeah. This is just, this isn't uh, othering you. I'm curious. Could you refill the old bottle with new shampoo? It's just interesting to me that like, what are the rules? Like, let's talk about them. What interesting. Are the rules? <laughs> I think I, that would work. That would, would feel. That would Same feel bottle. okay to me. Yeah, yeah. That would I feel mean, okay. Sometimes I can really get in touch with how insane it is yeah. that we throw things away and uh. like. Things that meant stuff to us. Mm. I've had that with skin. Like you ever get like a, a, a sunburn and you pull off your skin and you're like, this Oof. was me. And then you throw it away. <laughs> That's so nasty. <laughs> I know. It's really gross. Yeah. But it happened. Yeah. Something yeah. that was you. And yes. I'm like, this just goes in the trash. Yeah. With the I had it with a blister literally a couple weeks ago. But See? Just, oh, thank you for joining me. But I was ready. Mess. I was ready to get rid of it. Yeah. But, well, you know, there's, there's grosser and other examples, <laughs> but you're just sort of like, we we have a, a friend whose kid I think has OCD hmm. and one time they had a very big meltdown because they they threw something away. I think they were just at Disney yes. World and they threw away a bottle. Yes. And it was like, but where is it? Yes. And I was like, look, it's tempting to scapegoat that child and mm. be like, grow up. But I'm also like, I thought that as I was taking out the trash last week, I was like, this is just our family. Mm. How many bags... Where is this trash? Yes. And also, how weird is it that it's like razors that were touching your face and grooming you yep. and these bottles that were, like you're saying, like with you at the time. It's very intimate. So, yeah, totally. It was in my shower, like yeah. your bottles. It was there with you yeah. all this time and you just fucking throw it away. Yeah. And isn't it, well, you tell me, is it death anxiety too? Is there something like a... I'll be thrown away. That is, that's what it is for me. There might, I think there might, there's some element of that. Um, and then, yeah, I think there's some element of that. Yeah. But what is it more? Um, just what you said, just the specialness. Of yeah. It. Yeah. And feeling like I want things to keep going well. I really, really want things to keep going well. And I want to believe I have some control over that. I really want to believe that I have some hand or some ability to keep that happening. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't I don't want to believe it's random. I don't want to believe right. there's any element that's random or. But you also know. with your mom, it was, again going to the universe and and I'm really struck sometimes where I'm like, our parents teach us 
not what God actually is, but how we relate to God. I think hmm. it can't. Meaning, your mom was a was like a fifty sided Rubik's cube. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. seemed like you didn't know which one you were going to get. Mm-hmm. But like like me, it's different but similar. Got very good at reading it. When I was reading a book, I was like, oh. You'll relate to like I could speak mom, but no one else could speak yes, mom, and I yes. could I could speak dad. I'd translate what mom said, and I'd translate it to dad. Yes, yes. And I'd, then I would translate it to my brother. I was like, yes. why am I the only one who can fucking do yes, this? Yes, 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 yes. And the line I said to my dad, we still laugh about it, even though I'm like, why are we laughing about this? Is I was a little kid, like ten, and I looked at my dad, and I was like, why don't you just do what mom says? Because I thought I had figured out the answer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was like, if you want the house to be calm. Just fucking do what she says. Yeah. And as I got older, I was like, because my dad is also a person with his own needs. Mm-hmm. And it, so mm-hmm. I, I still kind of wish he had maybe walked, maybe middle, just mm-hmm. the middle crowd, <laughs> a couple compromises sure. here and there. But um, where were we? I, I did, Do you have anything else before I go back to the question? Well, I asked I'm you curious earlier? what that is. What is that? What is that thing? Uh, you have siblings? I have one brother, yeah. What is and he he didn't speak the languages of the, Nobody spoke John. What is then what is that? What is that? Is it that you just want to speak so you figure it out it or stop, what do you think it, it was is? It was to stop just, fights, I think. To stop But I but then why wouldn't other people like I mean it, this truly it, like it baffles me. Um, why 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 aren't they trying to figure yeah. it out? Yeah, why aren't they? That's the whole thing. Everyone fucking hates when shit's going crazy Unless so much. they don't. See, that's an Eckhart Tolle thing. That's in the power now. I'm huh. not trying to shame you that you forgot it. Like, it, it, no, 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 no. <laughs> don't you remember? <laughs> but he talks about like how some relationships. He talks about our pain body, and our pain body is a collection of our past hurts, our psychology, and all our attacking memories. Yeah. So it's like just the most vulnerable. Yes. When like when Val and I had that little dust up, we both were like, I think we're in our pain bodies. It's mm. just the language we use. Yes. Because you feel sort of possessed. You're not thinking clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel I always feel like my brain's going at a faster like it's just it, it can't really focus it can't That's it. Yeah. You you go like this would be solved if I would just sit down take a breath yep. but you can't. Yep. You're just like I cannot. Going too fast, yeah. Yeah, totally. It, it was and it's over some nonsense. But um he Eckhart Tolle says that some relationships are just pain bodies who get together to feed each other. <laughs> Like not feed each other goodness. Yeah. Just feed each other. Yeah. Like the meat from Tiger King. Yeah. (laughs) You know those disgusting pizzas. Yeah. Like you just feed each other shit, because again, it's another type of wasabi pee. Mm. Meaning, not everybody does want peace. Yeah. And it does go back to the spiritual thing. It's like the first step to peace is admitting you don't really want peace. You actually kind of like. Just a little, even if it's good stuff, that's not very peaceful. Because even when your book yeah. was doing well, you were like, when does it end? Yes, like, yes, 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 yes. That's another wasabi peak. Yes. It's so interesting. I've been thinking too, just from recently about sort of being, having that addict mindset, having addictive tendencies and being just kind of obsessive about things. And and um, I'm in a really good relationship now. And I've been, we've been together for six years, um, six and a half years, but I there's some times when I just feel like the, like it just is too boring for me. And mm-hmm. we speak about this all the time because it's, he's, he's very. Frankie Muniz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Frankie. <laughs> just clickbait. Would you go into your relationship with Franklin Muniz? <laughs> and if you don't correct me, 
we will assume that it is Frankie M and the M Muniz. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to Oh, my interrupt. God. But we did have a good laugh. So, you good relationship. We're going to lose good, it to the good Frankie rela- Muniz. Good relationship. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh and, and and he's okay with the he's okay oh, with the, the boring. boring. Yeah. He's okay with it and he's um He's a steady Eddie. He doesn't have a he's very steady, he's very um he doesn't have that addictive like he doesn't even relate, you know, I'll 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 explain what it feels like for me and he just doesn't have that that thing, that mm. addictive kind of thing. Mm. And um there's some there's some part of me that really just feels like, God, we you know with a stable relationship and I'm I'm healthy and functioning now and there's a, a part of me that crops up Fairly often, like more often than I than I would like for sure. That's just like I just want to fuck everything up. I just want to yeah. do something that's like rebellious and and you know just just get that impulse. Right. You know, I want to. What is that from? Oh yeah, it's in the Master, where Joaquin Phoenix, who represents in my interpretation, represents the ego. So it's the part, mm. and he's talking to um, what is that guy's name? Je- Jesse Plemons. Yes, yeah, yeah. Who everybody loves. We all love Jesse Plum. Jesse Plemons. He's yelling at Jesse Plemons. He's like, get mad. Hit me. Throw something. Like that, yes, that is I the voice of the yeah, ego. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's like, call me a fucker. Like, yeah. they, it won't tolerate just like, yeah, okayness. Okay. And fine. yeah. Right. Which is peace. Yeah. It can yeah. be peace. And even as you're saying it, and yes. even for all the good game I'm, I'm spitting about like wanting surrender and wanting forgiveness and stuff. Yeah. This is so healing to me. This conversation, mm. and we're not we're not flying at the highest altitude. Sometimes yeah, yeah. I, I relate to what you're saying. Yes, and at the same time, I'm like, it sounds like a good thing for for you because that's what Val is for me. Mm, mm. Oh know, yes, she, yes, she, yes, yes. She is in therapy. I used to say, "Is when we were dating." I was like, "If there's any problem, it's that I will tire." And she knows this. I'd go of the peppermint fountain. Like there's a fountain, and I just fill it up. And it's like a, a clear glass and it looks like a candy cane, but it's a glass of candy cane. And I'm like, mm, peppermint. <laughs> and if I ever get tired of never ending peppermint, yeah. thank God, here's something nice about my parents. Whatever they did, they instilled enough like, no, you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be mm. loved that I can go like, That's no, great. you know what? I, I actually really like somebody that loves me constantly so much so that she talks about me in her therapy and gives me little tips yes that might sound unloving but i take it as quite loving yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah so yeah they they gave me that for sure mm. but so so and you've been almost seven years almost seven years yeah which means you've regenerated you've been cellularly in that- six months you'll have known each other completely different people wow okay i wild? mean it feel, definitely feels that way right? we I, I i've changed so much he's changed so much Growing together, um, grow. What's that? Growing together. Do yes. You feel? Yeah. But then also just who we are individually is has. Um, we've we've grown so much closer and so much the that element I love and um and I wouldn't trade that and and also it's it's cool to see how much we've I think informed how we've each grown individually but um in 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 big ways but that we're we're more ourselves but just yeah i I, it's really it's it's exactly the phrase you want is more ourselves yeah yeah the opposite of what we've been talking about like imagine i've been in relationships like this where you have to get in character oh yeah yeah it's it's the same wound playing out yeah but if you found somebody where you can be safe and be yourself i mean 
Yeah, I've definitely had the in-character ones. I, there, there was somebody I was with during when I used to be on Vine, that app that really... Yeah. R.I.P. Vine. <laughs> and We miss and you, And the Vine. guy would say, See, just this- be more like you were on Vine. Like, you be like, you know, do that more. And I'm like... <laughs> Did he meet you on the app Vine? I mean, the only way I would accept this is if you met because you connected on Vine. I think he had seen. I think I think he had seen some of my Vine. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't like meet through friends. We met sort of through yes. social media. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Can I say who I? We were talking about friends don't miss us. They miss who we were twenty years ago. Yep. I don't miss the app Vine. I miss the guy that was making vines. Just still kind of had had it in me. I'd make little like good night vines. Vine? Oh, I loved my oh, vine. Okay. I was all about it. Oh, and I'm very proud. Of, I wouldn't say I'm very proud, but you can type in because Val and I did it. Yeah, Pete Holmes vine compilation, and, and we watched there. my old vines. And it sounds like just like a exercise in narcissism. I want to. It was watch. really just going like, remember? Wow. Just like silly. Yeah. Like I just seemed like I was worried about less. <laughs> do you feel? Do you feel that? Like, do you feel that you're worried about more? I do. Yeah. I, like, there's part of my awareness that's like, where's Val? Where's Leela? Like, just kind of like mm-hmm. in a loving way, not a yeah, yeah. nervous way. Where are they? Where are we at? Meandies.com slash weird or the sponsors happy and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Sure. Always meandies. I should pick a different one. Do you feel? Yeah. Do you feel in in relationship that you're that you? I do that so often. I hate when I get stuck there of like. How are we compared to how we were before? How are we? Where are we going to go in the future? Like I have to try and try and calm that part of myself um, to be present. Yeah, yeah. to be, because I really my my instinct is so often to not be present and to be um, the list maker. The the how many times have we had sex this week? Okay, is that enough? Is that yeah? Okay, you know. And you know, sometimes we need that. You yeah, know what I mean, like in Val and I's relationship, we we fill in the blanks. We're we're both kind of like. Mm kind of soft and and gentle mm. and then there's different parts of each of us that is rigid and have you heard of part uh, internal family systems parts work i i'm familiar with it i've never done it though uh i've i've started it recently really I've, yeah i really i like it but Val's recommended it before too. really i think she's more familiar with it than i am yeah. they they just mentioned a thing of like how sometimes you know you got your different parts and the the idea being to sort of integrate them more but also that sometimes it's okay to let a certain part kind of take the reins if that's what's needed yes that's what you said reminded me of of that and letting the manager well you were talking take about the your freezingness yeah i can help val out of her frozenness mm. and she can help me out of my frozenness mm. And what's beautiful is that we do that for one another. Yes. There's been plenty of times where I'll go like, you're not doing that. Like, it's a beautiful, loving, yeah. and she starts laughing. And I'm like, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to do that. Yeah. You hate that. Every time you do that, you hate it. Yeah. And and she's healed. And she'll do the same for me. Yeah. She'll go like, what are you? Yeah. Because it's often with my family. I'll go like, well, you know, and, uh, and, and my, yeah. I shouldn't say that. But it's not like, oh, God. You know what I mean? I, I'm worried they won't, they'll think that she keeps me from them. But the truth is she just helps me realize, like, have a boundary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For example, when I said I just saw them in October, I have no memory like that. I don't work in time like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Val has to go, you saw them two months ago. And I'll be like, right. Yep. And yeah. so she helps me in that. Yeah. And, and yeah, she's really good at regulating me. Oh, yeah. Ari, Ari does that for me also. He'll right? say... Um, he'll he'll remind me, yeah. Or, Ari Shafir. Ari, uh, no. Wait, he's like that's a comedian, right? Yeah. That's a. He's. I can like sort. I think I can picture his face. I've. Yes. But maybe I, I'm thinking of the wrong. I one. don't want to describe him. I don't know why. Okay. 
okay. Um, That's, that sounded like the worst burn. It would be impolite to describe him, but <laughs> that's not what I meant. He's a very, very funny man uh, yeah. and, a, and a good man. And a special, oh, it's called nice. Jew, is on YouTube right now. I'm not, I'm not making that up. I looked at Katie. Katie, edit all of this out. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, here we are. The question, we're, we're on your spirituality and we're going to stay there. But I am curious if you, if when your mom died, did that give you closure or did it, is everything the same? Does she still loom in your consciousness in a similar way? Well, I mean, certainly not when she first died. I mean, yeah, no, it was not by any means she died and then I'm relieved and can finally be myself and what I, you know, it was really, really. I think a lot of people might believe that, by the way. It's like when they die, they're gone. Yay. Right. No. Yeah. And I don't think that's how it works. It's is what you're saying. No, and you know, actually, I, I I think that last time I was on, it was maybe shortly after my mom died. I was in a really, um, I was in a dark place, but it, I don't think it seemed like one. You know, I don't, I don't think I, I, hindsight dark. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, I always think it takes like three years to know where I was at any time. It really kind of takes that perspective to be like, oh God, yeah, that was now from where I am now. I kind of know the extent of what was happening, and just knowing, I mean, I was, I was really deep in eating disorders and had a lot of alcohol issues during that time, and yet it was mm. just like, I think I was kind of showing up, me like, oh, I'm having fun, like what you know, it just was so. Buddy, me too. He's so Seven, whenever it was, yeah. I was also. I hadn't stopped drinking yet. Okay, yeah. Probably hung over and all, I, the, all yeah. these different things, yeah. You know, I was so self-conscious about it, too. I was wondering if that was kind of why I was feeling that of like, oh, I really want to show up as myself and not be, yeah. you know, um, not have that kind of the the how I presented before was just so inauthentic to what I was actually feeling at the time. I, mm. I'd like to be able to show up as myself at any given time. Um, this is something I talked about actually in therapy where she was like, oh, but don't, you know, don't discredit yourself and recognize that you're a decade older and a decade of working on yourself further and, you know, have some self-trust. She kind of encouraged me to have. So I try to remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, it was not, it, it, it was really, um, it was really heavy for a while. It was really, you know, of course, painful and complex, all the things that you, I guess, expect grief would be. And then I actually found out, um, in, I found, this is, I guess, a spoiler, but whatever. Um, I found out that my dad wasn't my biological dad a year and a half after my mom died. And that was sort of the thing, because uh, my first therapist had su- suggested that my mom was abusive. I quit that therapist because I didn't want to believe that. I didn't yeah, want to. Too much. Yeah, I, I didn't want to do whatever work that entailed. Um, it was just intimidating. Um, and then, and then little, like I found out the thing about my dad and then I thought, well, who, if my mom didn't tell me that, like who was she really? That was just sort oh. of, as I see it now, the final straw, is that right? The last straw, the final straw? Straw that, that really, broke the camel's The straw back? that, yeah, there's, yeah. yeah. Um, the last straw. The last straw. A lot of straw. <laughs> a lot of Most straw. of human history, we were fucking with straw. <laughs> so a lot of metaphors about straws. Not so much anymore. Um, and I, and I, and I, you know, I just, that was, there was something to that that just made me think, okay, I got to figure out. I got to figure out kind of who I am separate from, from the, 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 you know, these people intentionally kind of distancing myself from, from my family, not saying, oh, I got to se- figure out who I am separate from my family, but like these people mm-hmm. who are my family, I have to figure out who I am separate from that because I can just get caught in the undertow of this and the, and the, the baggage of the past or I can kind of just start taking accountability for myself, you know, and I could get, I, I was really caught in blame and anger for a while mm-hmm. of, 
how how dare my mom not tell me this about my dad fuck her i can't believe she did this this is ridiculous now i have to deal with all this who am i why didn't my dad tell me sooner why didn't my grandparents tell just so pointing fingers toward everyone mm. um and and really really angry and i think i'd been carrying that anger for a long time before i even knew those realities there was something in me i think just from growing up the way that i did where i was just angry you know just had that that unprocessed un exercised un un um un uh, felt anger i mm. guess you know i was trying to suppress it for so long and then I, I, I really just kind of felt the anger, you know, a lot um, and for a while and then kind of started feeling what was underneath the anger, which was just so much pain and disappointment. And so they say anger is pain in disguise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that I didn't want to believe for a while um, when my therapist had told me that, like that there's mm. stuff underneath the anger. I thought, Because anger is so that. much better. Yeah. yeah oh. It's more empowering. And it's, it's, it's motivating. Yeah. It, it, it's um, cool. It's There's literally cool. a whole genre it's of funny. movies. Yes, yes. Like, what if John Wick was like, wait, I'm just <laughs> mad about my dog. I don't need to shoot all of these people in the face. I'm transmitting my pain because I refuse to transmute it. That's a Richard <laughs> Rohr. If you don't transmute your pain, you transmit it. That's great. Isn't that good? That's really great. Yeah, you just keep passing it forward. Oh, my God. Into four John Wick movies. <laughs> <laughs> there would be no franchise if he was just like... Yeah, mercy. <laughs> no one wants mercy. <laughs> we want vengeance. You know, and I th- and I think there's a, a a part of me that wanted to to hold on to the anger because I did think it was. I thought that I could be funnier with the anger. I thought that yeah. I, you know, the kind of roles that I played all tended to be very angry people. You know, and and I thought, well, that, that like would, works for me. And you also know? sad people. It's it was yeah. heartbreaking in your book when they're like noticing <laughs> your sadness. Yeah. It's like the worst part of this town. It's like, she's so sad. Put her amazing? on camera. Yeah, like, totally. look at the sadness in her eyes. Yeah. It's like it's like what the whole country thinks we are. And sometimes it is what we are. And we're like, whoopsie. Yes. We're the worst. Yes. Yes. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But then I think once I really, I mean, I really started to get more honest with myself about the anger and, and the sadness and the pain, all the things underneath it and and all my mistakes and the things that I, the, the blaming I had done. And, and I think that was when I started to actually feel some closure, mm. which I think weirdly ties into the self-forgiveness, which I didn't want to believe that could lead to forgiveness of other people because I think I just feared what that would entail. Like, oh, if I'm not, if I don't have that chip on my shoulder all the time, what does that mm. even mean for who I am as a person? Like, if mm-hmm. I don't carry that around, what will I be? Um, and yeah, I mean, I took, took years and i would say now i feel i don't think there's ever going to be like full closure with it i don't i don't really know if that's possible um but i i am able to just miss her and to not have it be a really complicated Mm. experience that brings up anger and wanting to throw things and then feeling like my whole day's thrown off and then feeling like i'm taking out on other people like i'm able to just have it be like oh i just miss her like literally (laughs) right right that, it's I, so much better, yeah. I know. I know I should be like, oh, don't cry, but it's so beautiful <laughs> because to mask it and disguise it and to hide yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because sadness is also one of those feelings that we're supposed to be like, <laughs> you know? But it's like, I'm so, I know it's not yeah. my place to be proud of you, oh, but like, you. I, I'm proud of you thank as a friend. Thank you, thank you. And I'm like, that's what the work looks like. Thank you. Because if you were just, if you were just, fuck you, like, I'd be like, 
oh, we just started the journey. <laughs> yes. We just started the journey. Yes, exactly. I feel the same. Exactly. I spent a lot of time being angry or, or just boundaries with my, with my folks. Really? Just being like, this sucks and, and really going at it hard and then just being mm. like getting a little bit more honest. You don't you don't read angry at all. Like I don't pick up on any of that. It's working. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I feel like, I don't yeah. know. I like, I feel like anytime if a person's really angry forward, I feel like it's just impossible to not kind of like lead with. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like. It's the grapefruit in the fruit salad. It, <laughs> the whole thing tastes yeah. like grapefruit. Uh-huh. No, I know what you mean. I, I appreciate that because it's the same compliment I'm giving you is that like to process it on the other side of it, there mm. can be a calm recognition mm. of wrongs, mm. no denial. Yeah. But also not no need to exaggerate them or to hold on to them. Yep, yep. Because you realize, I don't know if someone else has made this metaphor, but it's like you're you're clinging to these rocks, and they're the rocks that are keeping you sinking in the ocean. Yes. <laughs> and like you don't want to let go of them because, damn it. Yeah. These things happen. Yeah. But it is like, what is it? Forgiveness is giving up hope for a better past. I believe Lily Tomlin said that. Giving up hope for a better past. Wow. Isn't that Lily good? Tomlin said that's incredible. Yeah, old Lil. That's and great. then she said, watch Grace and Frankie, we sell dildos. <laughs> so people are lots of different things. <laughs> how, how, how do you feel with... So forgiveness, this was... This was, um, this was th- something that was really important um, for me to hear. I'll say it, in, and I hope it's helpful um, for someone. But I... Because I had been so... Um, adamant about finding forgiveness for my mom and that was sort of the goal you know I love mm. a goal I love a result and and the the thing that I was going to therapy for was I'm going to find forgiveness for my mom and then I'm going to quit therapy and I'm going to be good and I'm on my merry way mm-hmm. um and my therapist Aaron had said you know what if forgiveness isn't the goal what if that's not what you're aiming for what if you just kind of like gave up on the idea of forgiveness mm. and that was I mean transformative like I I remember just Mm. kind of bending over myself and really collapsing and feeling now as I see it what I imagine when people talk about forgiveness what I imagine that weight is that's lifted when they forgive I felt that by giving up by giving up the idea of forgiveness can I say yeah not to over spiritualize this please because you you are mercy Mm. like Mm. the ego forgives your true self is just made of mercy the ego loves or has special love but your true self is made of love, is love. So that surrender, very smart. Mm. Who's this therapist? Aaron Mason. AaronMason.com <laughs> slash McCurdy. That's the promo code? <laughs> but that's good therapy right there. Yeah, it was, it, I mean, wow. Yeah, it was like, it was a, a, a moment that I'll never forget and it, and it really changed my life. Yeah, let's note that as a... Uh, the time sorry to commercialize this but i'm like that's a good little <laughs> clip just because sometimes people don't watch the whole episode yeah sure, sure, sure just this clip yeah that's <laughs> really good yeah um all right i have to pee but i'm gonna hold it <laughs> okay oh my god the story of you holding your poo as a background <laughs> actor again like if you if you have kids do you want to have kids I, I don't, okay. I don't, okay. but I'm open to my mind changing. And I recently have been um, kind of thinking, I think, I don't know, maybe I, maybe I, I will. There's like a weird. My friend Chris just said to me, he goes, I don't believe in planned pregnancies. He's like, just, <laughs> just see what happens. You Great. Know what I, mean? um, I guess that could be a controversial statement, but, but their baby wasn't planned and, and they're rolling with it. And I'm like, do you want to have another one? And they're like, we don't plan. Yeah. And it's like, I like that. Yeah. 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 So I hear what you're saying. Um, 
and yeah, it's not something to. That seems loaded. I, I it would kill me if Leela thought I was like, yikes! It's mm, just mm. it's a big thing. Yeah, it's a big yeah, thing. That's sure. all I'm saying. For sure, it's a big thing. For sure. But when reading your book through the lens of a parent is like this is. I can't handle the thought of Leela holding her poop in. It's mm. just too much. Mm. Now we're getting into pity. I'm not trying to pity you. I'm just like the thought of kids. Yeah, it's too much. Sure, sure, sure. No, no. And I, yeah, a lot of, not a lot of, a lot of kids. parents have said things about how, yeah, they've. I love, I love hearing from parents who have, who have read it and, and, yeah. Believe it or not, even though it's this like troublesome tale, <laughs> is it too late to put that on the book? A troublesome a tro- tale. Pete Holmes. Oh my god! <laughs> and it has a picture of me. Why is his picture on the book? Um, it is. It. I think it will help people in big ways and little ways. Just parent better, be more aware, more conscious. Any memoir written from that age is going to sure. help people go like, "Oh, right, these are people. Right, these are people. Right, they're not purse dogs." Okay, um, let's roll. Let's let's close. Is there anything you didn't want to say? I mean, that you did want to say that you didn't get to say? Any area that you felt I cut you off or something? No, 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 no. I feel I feel good. How do you feel? I feel great, but that can sometimes be the worst sign. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's fantastic. And then uh, I don't read comments and stuff, but people yeah. will sometimes be like, like I remember I thought the Charlie Day one was so good, and then I accidentally saw the comments, and they were like, this host needs to shut the fuck up. And I was like, yikes. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I, they're not wrong, but they're not right either. Where do, people, do people comment on, <laughs> is it YouTube, or where do yeah, people? Yeah, it'll be on Instagram. It, okay, on, yeah, uh, that's, yeah, sure. That's why I'm not, I, I don't, I don't uh, do it anymore. Yeah. I occasionally check my messages, but yeah, just the verified ones. <laughs> just that's... kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe I'm not. Um <laughs> What's your favorite breakfast cereal? Just to cleanse. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Because it's the right answer. Really? What's your number two? Because that is just the right answer. Reese's Puffs. Jesus Christ. Those are exactly Wait, my answers. Wait, are you serious? Yes. No, really? Oh my Jeanette. God. Favorite breakfast cereals came up on a Zoom recently and I felt like such an oddball. Everyone was like talking about, I mean, there was like Special K was mentioned, which I just thought is like not. Okay, that person, that's a cry for help. If they're like, I love That's Special I K. I'm like, I like Special K when I was... Are you deep. Special OK? Are you OK? You're not OK. Like, are you in a... That's like blinking erratically to tell the FBI, I don't... I am safe. My favorite cereal is Special K. Do not worry about me. Do not send rescue. <laughs> like, the FBI would be like, he said Special K. We got to move. Swarm, swarm. <laughs> Um, Special K is good, but so is Total. Get the fuck out of my house. You know what I mean? We're not here to talk about Total. Total's toasted. It has a nice toasty taste. Um, Crispix. If we're going to say like a, a regu- uh, like a basic bitch cereal that's, that's good. That's sort of like hexagon. Crispix. Yeah, it's one? good. Strangely huh. good. But the correct answer is I'm thinking of the flavor crunch. of wheat thins, but the shape of Crispix. And I don't like... Crispix or, is no, more of a it, corn... No, not wheat thins. No, Chex, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wheat thins Crispix have... is a is a no, crispier... wheat thins are a cracker. Right? Wheat thin is a great cracker. Don't get me started. What's the shredded wheat one with the f- sugar wheat. on top? Yeah. Is it shredded wheat? Okay. Yeah, I love they Frosted like mini a- wheats you might be yes. thinking. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Those are so good. Also love we these are the addict cereals. <laughs> <laughs> these are the ones that give you the most They've like They've got a layer experience. of sugar on top. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Cinnamon and Toast Crunch is like we know what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But wasabi peas is a breakfast cereal called Frosted Mini Wheats. <laughs> like it's the most like experience yes there's a narrative to it those sure. last ones are super soggy yes 
Yeah. Oh God. One Story. one Christmas I gave Val here at this house, I gave Val it was a big box and it was just five cereals. She loves cereal? Everyone loves cereal. This is what made this gift genius. It's the gift you didn't know you wanted. You open it up and there's just five by the way, steal this idea. Five sugar cereals. We I think we ate all of them in like three days. Like we just housed them. Do you not have sugar cereals on hand regularly? No. Oh, okay. In fact, I'll go ahead. I'll straight up judge you. If I'm in your house and oh. I see you Count Chocula, I'll be like, okay. <laughs> All right. Grow up. That's literally like, me. And I'm wearing a dinosaur. And what? I'm wearing a dinosaur cardigan. I know. No, you never grow up. I'm full of shit in so many ways. I'll judge it. But it's probably envy and it's probably scapegoating because what I'm doing is binging. Like I'll buy it and uh, eat all of it. Oh, okay. And I'm okay, like, okay. that's what a decent person does. Do it in the shadows. <laughs> he's a he's a Dracula for count for for, for count's sake. Um, so yeah, just having it and occasionally eating it. But I couldn't have it in my house. Mm. If I had cinnamon toast crunch in my house, like I have, I have the, it goes the down cinnamon toast crunch uh, cinnamon dust that I put on my coffee every morning. I do whipped cream on top of my coffee, and then I do the cinnamon dust on top. It's so good. Oh my Jesus! Yeah, cinnamon dust. I yeah, I have a thing with food because I had such a, a difficult relationship with it for so long um, that I have no food rules. I eat whatever I want whenever I food want. Food rules. Yeah, no, like I'm gonna not have this. You know, <laughs> good for you. Yeah, and I just I I I have a half the time a very childlike relationship with food that's really important to me yes. and then you know and then yesterday i had a salad and a green juice from earth cafe and i feel like i'm yeah i literally have that when i want that and when i don't want that i completely don't have that and it's that's and it great. feels yeah i love food and i love my cinna dust every You're morning doing so good <laughs> see that's cinna dust is forgiveness and <laughs> earth bar no offense that's you know that's like having the right amount of Hey, mom, you could have done better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like it's, but you, but yes. that, the extremes in either direction can be so dangerous. Yeah, and absolutely. And the balance is, is for me, with alcohol, like I can't just like, sometimes have alcohol, so you need to know your limits, but I can sometimes eat some cookies. Really? So is that your, your relationship with alcohol is that it's very... Oh, it's, it's out, it's out. Completely. Only because Ghost of Christmas Present. Yeah, if yeah. you give Pete a handle of vodka, I'll be like, this every this is, meal. <laughs> like sure. every meal. Sure, sure, sure. Have this. Yeah. Um, and again, it's that wanting to be alive. And, and there's, I, I wouldn't change it about me in the world. It's the same guy that buys Val five boxes of cereal or, mm -hmm. or has conversations like this. It's like, let's more and more. Yeah, the yeah, two yeah, hour yeah. podcast. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> like that. So I, I, I've learned, like you, that balance. Hmm. I'm not like, Fuck Attic Pete, he's the worst. Attic Pete is why I got good at stand-up or why I got good yes, at writing. It's right. like you need compulsive behaviors right. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, totally. show me somebody that we all like that we all know about. Michael Jordan or Yes. Or I'm I'm trying to think of somebody who hasn't been scandalized. <laughs> yeah. I was like Michael Jackson. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying is like they all had compulsive behaviors. Yeah. I had um yeah. The end. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you know, I also have to pay. <laughs> Last question. Well, wow, this has been such a great episode. I didn't get to any of the like that, that post that says die, UFO ghost, nap, or vice. UFO ghost. Wait, what what post are you looking at? It's oh, right the, there. I see, the I see. I see. But we'll just do the last question, mm -hmm. yeah. which is better than all of those. Can you think of a time in your life that you laughed really, 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 really hard? Uh, maybe when you're a kid, maybe recently with Ari Shafir, your boyfriend, Frankie Muniz. <laughs> oh uh, but like some, like crying, laughing, 
Um, and it doesn't have to be a good story. I always yeah. like to take the pressure off. It's just like, who are you with? What happened? Did somebody fart? Somebody usually farted or fell down. No, I remember this from last time. I remember I, I don't think I had anything last time either. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, the I, there is the tell. I, then yeah. let's do this. Ever see a ghost? <laughs> Ever see a ghost? Or a UFO or something you can't explain? Ever have a psychic tell you something and it completely comes true? Ever have a prophetic dream? Um, ever almost die? No, I don't. I don't Never think I, die? I don't think I've had any of the no. Okay, here's a better one. We never get to this one. Oh. Tell me about a great nap you took. you have any like best nap of your life in a weird place or was perfect? Um, I've, I've recently, I, I, I've never been a napper. I used to really not like, I, I used to not be a good sleeper and thought, thought it was a waste of time and really was so weird about <laughs> you wake it. wake up in the morning, well, that was a waste of time. <laughs> that is the funniest way to start a day. I, I, I literally did nothing. That's literally how I felt. I could have been doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) What a waste of time. I was truly hard on myself about sleep. Like just, it was, yeah, but I I love sleep now. I love like a good nine hours, like 10 hours is great. You're cinedustin. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been napping on, I've been doing a lot of travel and I've been napping on, um, airplanes there's no real uh story here but i i, I love that you can nap on an airplane and That's i love a, a nap where i drool when i drool it's a really really good it, feel, it means i'm very comfortable i'm really like deep in it and Jeanette. i've been drooling napping on planes a lot i love that you're like i better get this out quick because he is going to talk about drool <laughs> I, I can't wait <laughs> i'll nap on a plane and yeah. i'll wake up and it's so uncomfortable and so unnatural and you're you're in a chair like you're visiting someone in the hospital. It's the only <laughs> time you sit in the chair position. Hospitals and planes, you're in the chair position. That's and so true. you wake up and you're like, I didn't even nap. And I'd feel my mask and it's wet. And I'm like, you napped. Yes, and the there's a wet reason. mask. You wet mask. Yeah, totally. I wear the mask. I don't care about COVID. I just want to know if I nap. <laughs> um, Jeanette, I think the hardest laugh might have been this episode. We laughed so much. Yeah. I feel like we, I'm just complimenting us. We talked about your book, but not... Not directly. I really appreciated how we talked about it. Like right? I felt, I felt really like I like this was fun, and I felt engaged, and I I didn't um, revert to a soundbite. I didn't once. see you do it once. Yeah, the answer, the capital A answer. Oh, <laughs> let me get the answer. Oh God, I'm so glad. I'm proud of both of us. But here at the end, I will plug. We'll plug it in the intro too. But the book is called. It's not called. I'm glad my mom is dead. Don't call it that. It's I'm glad my mom died, which is very different. It's so funny. People do. I'm glad my mother has died. Like yeah. I've seen so many different. My mother wrote a porno. It's what? <laughs> That's a different podcast. Uh, yeah. No, it's hard. It, it can be hard to hold in your head, but it's I'm glad my mom died. Yes. And it's a great audiobook because people listening to this love Thank listening you. to things. Great performance. There's also just a great book book. Uh, check it out. And anything else you want to say? I am just so happy to be doing this with you. And thanks for having me. Oh, it was awesome. Truly. One of my favorite episodes. Oh. I, and I think around the holidays, yeah. people people going to be needing this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People going to be needing My therapist it. said this is when she gets her biggest uptick in appointments these two weeks. Facts. Yep. What was her name? Erin Malone. Erin Mason. Erin <laughs> Mason. Erin Mason. Mason is my literary agent, actually. Really? Yeah. So edit that out. I'm just kidding. Erin uh, Mason. Check her out. Dot com slash McCurdy. <laughs> and what you, I don't know if you remember from last time, we have the guest say, keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. I remember because I didn't rem- I didn't know then and I was mortified. Oh, because you were a big fan. Yes. And I All could good. not believe that I didn't know. Here we are. And we-, we To this make, guy? Make it right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's your camera. 
Keep it crispy. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks. We could have talked for nine more hours. Oh my God.